Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 36 of Extreme PC UK podcast. I'm your host Nick, also known on Steam as Extreme PC UK. Today is the 30th of Jan and joining me on the show today is... Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Matt and on Steam I'm Guardian. Hi, I'm Mark and on Steam I'm Sharon Pope. Well, well, well. Great. We're all here. All three of us, four of us. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Tom will be joining us later on as he's running very late from work, but he will catch up mm. sometime in the show. I'd like to say I hope everybody had their Christmas and New Year how they wanted and they got what they wished for. Me, I'm totally skinned. I don't know about you boys. Skinter than skint. Well, you lot are all building computers, so you can't be yeah. asking. <laughs> well, the thing is, we're skint because we are we're now. building computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dancer keeps telling us how his missus keeps turning up with packages, going, this has got a price tag of £450 on it, and it's just a box. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then she thinks the whole build costs that. Yeah, it doesn't realise there's a box like that turning up every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's crack on. If you've got any questions, first off, I'd like to say send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. There could be questions about anything. We love questions. And we've got quite a few questions. I think there's three massive questions at the end of the show this month. There is actually quite a lot going on, really. First off, we've also got a Steam group. Uh, just go to Extreme Peace UK on your Steam and you can join that and it lets you update with all the stuff that we do. We've got a TeamSpeak. Go to our website and all of our details are on there. You can message us with the email. We'll give you the, the details for that. Um, we've got an Instagram. Go on there, Extreme Peace UK. You can see all the latest builds and stuff that we're doing, photos of the team while we're out, I don't know, playing games and doing LAN parties, shows and stuff like that. And we've got a Facebook, which Hans runs. Sadly, he's not on the show today, but he's still about on the Facebook page. So join that. Right, what we're going to do this, this month is we've all been playing a game called Ballistic Overkill. It's an amazing game. It's in early access, and we're going to be doing a special on it. So it's going to be mainly that game we talk about through this session. After that, we're going to be talking about a lot of computer builds, what we've been building, what's been going on over uh, well, since Christmas, what our builds and upgrades and stuff we've done, overclocking, bits and pieces like that. So it's going to be a bit of a different podcast. Not many games, mainly Ballistic Overkill. Yeah, so let's crack on with, with the news and stuff really first before we get into that. Now, I had, had a little light bulb pop up in my head. Have you ever heard of crowdfunders? Yeah. Or Kickstarter? Mm, Matt, I know so, you've yeah. heard of Kickstarters and stuff. Yeah. Well, what I've tried to do is it's been running for, I don't know, a couple of weeks maybe so far. Um, I was waiting to see for what the podcast brings. Um, basically, what I've done is I've come up with this little idea. I started a crowdfunder up. Now, what my aim is is to give something back to the community but at a small price for everyone. So basically what I've tried to do is I've set it up so anyone could put in whatever money they want to our crowdfunder and our target is £1,000. So that means if everybody puts a pound in, a thousand people put a pound in onto the crowdfunder page, you know, what's a pound? Nothing really. But what I'm going to do is with that money, I'm going to build a gaming PC and then in a randomly generated way, whoever, once I've built that, it will pull out one person that put the, one, the money in. Now, if you put £50 in, yeah, you put more money in, but you're obviously taking away a lot of other options for other people to get in. So if you put £50 in, that's 49 other £1 people that can't get in, so it's less people. So, you know, I'm sort of saying that the average amount people have been putting in is about a fiver, but, you know, a pound, you've got your chance. I think it's a good idea. It's a way of us giving something back to someone in the community for a very small price. You know, if you haven't got a PC... Or you want it to get a thousand pound PC, which it will be. It'll run all games at 1080. It'll be a pretty good PC. It's going to be in a really nice case. It's going to be really nice parts. We're going to build it with. It's just an idea. If it works and we get the thousand pound and it's reached, we'll build that machine 
And like I said, we'll send it out to one lucky winner once it's built. And if you're in a different country, all I would say is you'll be expected to pay the, the uh, postage cost to wherever you are. But if you win a thousand pound PC, you know, what's like a hundred quid in postage if you're in wherever, you know. What boys have you have any of you seen it? I know a few of you have put a few bids on it, a few few um, pledges. Yeah, I've, I've put some money in there, so I'm in the running. Yeah, Tom Tom put thirty quid in there so far. Yeah. So uh, he did say to me, he goes, "I'll put thirty quid in that, I'm going to win it." I was like, "Sadly, <laughs> Tom, no, it's totally random." <laughs> <laughs> and and where it's, it will be totally random, and also it'll be videoed as well, so. Everybody will get a number that's been put in. That number will then be in a list of people. Then we'll do it online and I will record it. So if anyone wants to see the proof that it hasn't been randomly picked by me, the proof will be there. So, and it's just totally random. What I would like to try and do is, because the, the reason why I'm doing it, what I'm gaining out of it, I'm not gaining any profit whatsoever. Whatever money we get, crowdfunder will take their percentage. Like I think it's like a, a minute amount. And whatever's left over will go into the complete build. What I'm getting out of it is I'm going to be doing the build process on my Instagram, getting people see what I do and how I build it and getting the photographs from it. So that's my take out of it. Plus, I just think it's a good way to be able to give something back to our community. You know, it's going to be a close knit of people that just listen to the podcast, I should think, that are doing it. But, you know, I don't even know if it's going to make it up to the thousand pound yet. If it doesn't make it up to the thousand pound, whoever's put money in gets your money back out. It gets sent back to you. So if you're interested... You want a chance to win it, you know, get on board, go onto our website, extremepcuk.co.uk. Any other page apart from the main page, there'll be a crowdfunder bit on there. You can click on it. Other than that, you just go to www.crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash extremepcuk, all in one word, and it will come straight up. You can click a pledge on there. Also, if you do pledge, if you pledge um, £50 or more, you will get like an extreme PC UK t-shirt, mug and a mouse mat. Not a lot, but just a little incentive. If you pledge £10, you will be put onto the next podcast and we'll say your name out and say like how much you put on and thanks and, and stuff like that really. Yet to see if we actually get the pledge for the £1,000. If it goes over the £1,000, say it goes to 1500 quid. normally what they do is they let you go to a certain level and then that adds on. And they give it back to you. But I'm not doing that. What I'm going to do is, if, say, we earn £1,500, I would put £1,500 into the build. So the higher it goes, the bigger the machine will be. If it's successful, I will do one of these rolling. So it'll be every couple of months. There'll be another one. But at the moment, not a lot of bids on there. So we see how it goes after the podcast goes live. Right. Enough about my crowdfunding adventures. Sounds exciting. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a good idea, but um, mm. I've been putting it all out over Facebook and putting it out over Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And do you know what? I haven't had many people come back, to be honest. So we just have to see how it goes. I'm, like, you know, with the podcast, it's more personal. People get to know us. You know, we've got a good community. If we can get enough bids on it in that community, it'll be somebody in that community that gets it, you know, and that's what I want, really. Yeah. But, and as well, if people look at it as like a raffle, when you buy your raffle tickets, you basically give that money away. There's no guarantee that you're going to get anything back. But at yeah. least with this, if it doesn't work out, everything you put in, you get back. So yeah. you, you have that safety of like, if this doesn't work out, I'll get my money back. Yeah, if it doesn't reach a £1,000, then everybody yeah. gets their money back out of it. So it's all or nothing, basically. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good idea. I was really excited about it because it gives me a chance as well. You know, if I'm building a computer for a customer, I'm building what they want. 
if I'm building it like this, I get to try new things and build with new things and make that computer special or whatever. And then I get to give it to someone, you know? So it'll be yeah. my creation. I know what I want at each time to make it different, you know? Yeah. But I, I was going to go with a major, like, three, three, four thousand pound computer, but I want you to just test the water and see if this idea is going to work first, you know? It'd even be good to hear back from listeners if they think this is a good idea, but if they would make a change to it. Like, if they yeah. would only enter if the uh, PC that they were going to win was worth a lot more money or something yeah. like that. It, it's good to have a bit of feedback and then something we can work on. Yeah, no, that's great. If anyone out there has got any feedback, just let us know. And if it doesn't work out this time, when we do the next one, you know, and we try again, we'll, we'll see what happens. So how long have you got to hit the target? Uh, I think we've got another 38 days left from now, and it's the 30th of Jan. So uh, what's that? Another it's month? six or so? weeks, seven weeks, isn't it? 30 days? About six mm. weeks, isn't it? Yeah, just over a month. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Um, right, moving on anyway. Next, I'd like to say premiercomputerfairs.co.uk. They're the company that we use and we go around the country with, and we do the computer shows, and we take our computers and our server and everything set up mini LAN parties, just have a bit of fun, you know, get our podcast out to people. We've done one in Wolverhampton Racecourse just after New Year. Um, we didn't have a chance because obviously the Christmas podcast was well early, so we didn't have a chance to tell people about that. But we are going to be doing one in Tolworth. Now, if you listen to the podcast pretty late on, you probably would have already gone. But this, this is going to be on Sunday, the 5th of February, which is this Sunday to us. And that's going to be at Tolworth Recreational Centre. You know, it's only £3 to get in. Come down, we'll be there. We'll be playing games. We'll take a few bits and pieces with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll just all have a bit of fun. I think, Jansen, you're definitely in with me, aren't you? So, yeah. So, at minimum, me and, me and Jansen will be there. And uh, he, he's been uncovering these little show-crazy ideas he's been making. A lot of people, he's been a lot of attention from his new case he's just built. So, yeah, come down, check out his case, have a look about getting some games with us. More than happy to be doing that. And check it out on premiercomputerfairs.co.uk. If you get any questions or anything, if you need to know where the place is, whatever, you can just go there and they will sort you out. Right, that's pretty much my news for the moment. Um, you boys are just going to say a bit about what, because your news is actually, you're going to talk about what you was going to talk about in your news after Ballista Cove Kill, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. So, Mark, you're going to be talking about what? Yes, yeah, so I've done a few upgrades since we did the last podcast, so... Yeah, just the grading components got the bug for doing it. Yeah, because you, you actually had some older <coughs> stuff, which you got, you, mm. the bloke sold you. And I remember yeah. you talking about how you wanted to make it better, but you wasn't sure what to do yet. So you're going to be talking about that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, and Jansen, I believe you're going to be talking about your build, which you've had some issues and some things have been good, but yeah. just crazy ass stuff you're going yeah, about. Yeah, it's the ups <laughs> and downs. He's just on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme Jansen, UK. <laughs> but yeah, you've also got another little bit of news as well, haven't you? Yeah, so my news this month is about the new Windows 10 game mode that they're going to introduce later on this year. Really? Yeah, it, they're saying that it's going to increase frame rates like quite significantly when you turn this on, like compared to people that don't use it. Is it going to be like, you know how Windows 10 has them apps, like the little squares? Yeah. Because yeah. that used to just really get on my nerves. Like, uh, and also games, some games you play, like there was Forza, and you have to download it on Windows 10, and it goes in totally separate from everything else, and it's just well annoying. Oh, no, this is literally going to be a switch on and off. 
and basically it's it's something that you just turn on when you're playing games and you turn off when you're not playing games and it's a bit like on your tv when you put it onto sports mode or game mode and it optimizes like the tv to play those images better for so like, does it just shut down other processes to give you more power or yeah basically it's because your pc is obviously running loads of like background yeah. um, tasks at the same time as soon as you turn the game mode on it reprioritizes all the tasks that are running at that point and it puts more emphasis like in into yeah. sports mode yeah exactly and it puts all the resources it moves it over to the gaming side of it so yeah. your gpu and cpu will run a lot more efficiently because something you're... you don't know what to say now do you <laughs> something <laughs> like uh <laughs> no i knew what i was gonna say something like that bloody cloud <laughs> one drive because that gets on my tits no, i was gonna say something like your antivirus where it's running like a background check or something <laughs> like that it, yeah it's something like that that it will put on hold so that your resources are more like prioritized to you gaming maybe yeah, they but... might even have a section where you can select which things to to pause up or to, to switch off or whatever you know yeah. i don't know i've got no proof but that, that would be a good idea because then i could put one drive in there and yeah. it would stop popping up that and would I'll be nice i'll tell you what before i before you carry on i'm just gonna butt in again yeah yeah have any of you started having these like mini like sort of adverts popping up on windows 10 because that's really no. getting on my nerves. No. Yeah, I get them all the time. Yeah, if you go down to your new notifications, you get like, try 365 for free for one week. And when I turn my computer on, it just pops up on the screen. I think that's with the latest update that's just come out. They've yeah. added that, yeah. Yeah, they want to stop that crap right now because that's just getting on my nerves. Yeah, I've heard that it's got <laughs> loads and loads of advertisements coming through that are getting pushed by Microsoft on that. Really? Yeah. There must, there must be a way of cancelling that. It's just like I'm just... Get on my desktop, I turn the computer on, it pops up. I'm just doing my little bits and bobs, open up TeamSpeak, I go, bing, stupid noise comes on, 365, try that, yeah. bing. And another one, it done an update, it put uh, uh, some kind of antivirus on here as well. And I was like, I don't remember clicking anything for that. And it was like a little antivirus thing popped up, it was in my tray and everything. I was like, what? I will wipe you, computer, just to take you off. Yeah, because the uh, <laughs> recent, most recent update, that's come out it's almost like a service pack wasn't it because it was huge yeah because there's loads of different things but yeah it's it probably is something that you could go into and turn off but probably because it's still new no one's actually like figured out yeah. how to do it yeah because i gotta be honest when it went from windows 7 to windows 8 point uh windows 8 and then 8.1 i was like mm, yeah not brilliant lots of problems windows 10 uh, even more problems compatibility issues with all sorts of stuff getting more and more builds i do get work out of it because people go oh this isn't working windows 10 and you have to go and do stuff oh this isn't working for windows 10 it goes on and on and i'm like you know what i still say to some people like you know it's new technology it's new newest updates you know you pretty much have to roll with it but now i'm starting to get to the point where i'm just a bit like i don't need to put up with this anymore you're just an extra hassle that's in my life that i can't be bothered with but you always say that you have issues with Windows 10, and I've never had issues with Windows <laughs> That's 10. That's because your Windows still before XP. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I said in the last one, you're not, yeah. you're not up to date enough, so all your drivers and stuff don't have to worry because they haven't bothered putting it onto Windows 10. It's not compatible. Yeah, it's still pretty much <laughs> running like XP with a, a Windows 10 skin. It has to get an adapter just to plug <laughs> it into the wall because it's so hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, yeah, but yeah anyway to get back to um yeah. the game mode yeah i think this is just a feature that will be included as like a, an on on an off switch and you might be able to go into like the preferences and pick things that you want to keep on and things you want to force off OneDrive. but yeah, yeah i reckon something like that will be on there by default because when you're playing a game you don't need anything running in the background except for the game and yeah. like your processor your ram the gpu it's like those things need to work as in harmony yeah as much as possible <laughs> without anything getting in the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what else sorry i had to keep cutting you off today can't help it <laughs> i've been holding all of this in since since a week before christmas oh, yeah. so it's like your balloon that's about yeah. to explode and it's like <laughs> Of opening that little bit and it's all coming out squeaky that's you yeah, <laughs> yeah the one other thing uh, does this happen to you lot be honest yeah with windows 10 it never used to happen before but with windows 10 you're playing a game you scroll the mouse wheel down you press a button like to shoot someone or something bang screen goes black it comes out the window and you're not even on windowed mode does any of you have that no no yeah. <laughs> is that just me yeah matt yeah. you said you've had it before i think it's in like armor free and oh, you're playing, you scroll down the mouse wheel to like get in a car or something, you click the button and bang, you're straight out back on the Windows desktop. And you're like, ah, I'm getting shot at in game. And you're <laughs> fiddling around with all the buttons. And yeah, you it's see, happened twice to me. You can yeah. see your TeamSpeak bar of all the people in there just rolling up and down with your mouse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really annoying but, as well. Yeah, a lot of people have like the Windows button on their keyboard, like really close to the controls yeah i've so, done that a few times yeah, as you well. press it quite a lot but all the, a lot of these new keyboards that are coming out have a game mode on it and when you turn that on it disables the windows button oh, yeah, really? mine's got that yeah yeah just mine that probably out. got it but i don't use it because i'm cack-handed left-hander yeah. and all my keys I, like some games i just don't even bother playing because i have to change 100 keys on my keyboard <laughs> and every time i try and program the next key it goes you've used that key for something else i'm like ah oh! i've gone through every single key and then it gets to the point where i can't remember what i've programmed and i just have to re default it again start again from scratch and that's a pain in the ass as well yeah but it's it's exactly those kind of reasons why they're doing this game mode because they know how important it is for gamers to get that edge because they know how important it is not to keep upsetting people. Yeah, but they, they know that like having losing like a couple of frame rates because something in the background yeah. is like taking resources, like that's going to piss anyone off. Well, yeah, because so, if you've got the same computer you went on to over to Linux, that that uses such a small amount of processing power and stuff that a game would run better on there. It's yeah. just so minimal, minimal, you know. But, but I, I think it's a good idea. Like if you're if you're well into your gaming it's probably something you will use a lot. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, it's not coming out till later this year, but there is a uh, a preview build. It's called like the oh, Insider yeah, Preview that. Build. Who's going to do that? But a lot of people are saying it at the moment, in it's the state it's in at the moment, it doesn't make a difference, but it must be... Well, it's pointless then. <laughs> yeah, because, it, because it's not for general release. It's probably on there so that... Pause. Developers can get a, a a version of it so they can work with it. It's not really for the general public, but if someone wanted to try it to see how it works and stuff, they can yeah. they can download it and try it. Yeah, personally for me, if Windows 10 bring out any kind of new idea or anything, I'm going to be very I'm not sure about doing it because 
you know, the amount of issues they've caused me over the last year with just my own computer, having something else to put in the mix as well, I just keep, keep the frame rates I've got, you know? Yeah, well, it's that That's thing if you have like... the choice. Yeah, yeah. true. It, it's that thing of, like, getting beta versions of stuff. It's If you're going to get something early, then you've got to put up with the problems that it comes with. That's a fair point, but normally with Windows 10, it's if you're going to get something two years after they brought it out as the official release, you're still getting issues every day with it. Yeah, but I think, like, with something like this, it, it should be quite easy to do because all you're doing is turning off programs that are running in the background. And that should be relatively easy for Windows to do. And that's why I think something like this would be quite good because... Good it, for low-end PCs, maybe. Well, I, I, yeah, I suppose, like... My PC is pretty slow, and like, yeah, when I'm playing a game, literally, makes a big difference. Turning like, off everything. Ha yeah, having Teamspeak on whilst I'm playing a game, like, can really slow down the game. Um, so yeah, for me, like, that would work perfectly. Although, I need Teamspeak on to be get able a to. <laughs> yeah, get a couple of hamsters, wire them in. You'll be able to have Teamspeak and your computer running. <laughs> 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 but, but the thing is when you think about like people that have got like proper top end PCs and like they want 120 like FPS and they've got it on like a 4K screen like they they want it to be high end and they want it to be like optimized as much as they can so a game mode they'd probably wet themselves over it wouldn't they The theory might work out like that but for me I've got a top end computer and I've got Windows 10, and I've had it since the beginning. And for me, it just seems like it's something else to get messed up and go wrong. And I just want to, sometimes I'm, I haven't got much time. I don't want to come home. Like, this has happened before. An update will happen. I'll come home, wanting to play a game. You boys will get on. I'll say, all right, boys, how are you all getting on? Blah, blah, blah. Let's get into some gaming. And bang, the update's messed something up. I have to then fiddle around my computer for a good half an hour. That wastes half an hour of my only two hours I've got that night. And that just really annoys me. And it's just, like I said, something else in the mix t to mess up, you know? Yeah, but then... If, if I had a low-end, like bottom-end computer, and I was struggling to get frame rates, then, yeah, it'd be a good idea. So I think it's more about who needs it and who wants it. You know, like, like Matt said, if you've got the choice and it's something that's helpful for you, yeah. But then if you don't need it, then, I don't know, wait, wait till mm. we see what happens when it comes out. It might be really good. Yeah, but the thing is, by your reasoning, everyone would still be on like Windows ninety five because you're saying that they shouldn't they shouldn't bring out updates because no, it no, messes that's not true. Up. They should bring out updates, but they should test them well first. You know. Yeah, but then, I know, I'm, and I know I'm, you need a massive audience to test something fully, but it seems like they're just doing updates and throwing them out. And then, like, there was one a little while ago, like I said to people, it was messing up people's motherboards. You know. But as well. Obviously, with updates, like think how many computers there are out there running Windows, and yeah. how each computer is like slightly different. And then Windows put out an update and say, "Is this game mode?" And then because one person has a certain motherboard and RAM combination, it messes up. But yeah. then Windows will never know that until it's out in the real world, and yeah, someone has that problem. But that that's always going to happen with everything in life. So. It's mm, you, you kind of you kind of have to put up with 
updates not working straight away and you might be one of the lucky ones where you get it it works instantly and you never have a problem with it I'm always the unlucky one <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that's enough anyway enough about windows 10 issues and rubbish <laughs> <laughs> i do like windows 10 don't get me wrong i do like windows 10 but just stop trying to add more and more stuff into it just you know just give us the basic Make program and let us add it if we want it Give us an option. Like, if I go into my delete section, like, if I'm going to delete a program, look at the crap you've got in there, man. That it doesn't even allow you to delete. All these different, like, things from the other side of Windows. I can't, I can't bother with all that. Just, if I want it bare bones with nothing in it, just the stuff I need, let me have it. You know, don't keep reinstalling bloody Bing in my browser. Don't keep reinstalling all this bloody OneDrive, which I don't use. Do you know what I mean? Every time an update comes, it's back there again. Yeah. And that's, I find that annoying. If I don't want it, I don't want it. Don't keep forcing it on me. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have to keep adding browser add-ons and plugins to make things work how I want it to work. I should have the choice, you know. If I wanted bloody 365 or whatever, I would go and buy it. You don't need to keep slipping it on my face every, like, once a month, popping up in my notifications, you know. That I find annoying. Makes me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Ballistic Overkill. Now, this is a game we came across. It's early access at the moment. It's only 4 99 at the moment. It's uh, made by Aquarius Game Studio, and it was released on 8th of October. It's a fast-paced PvP shooter. I keep comparing it to CSGO, but it's actually been compared to TF2 and all the other sort of first-person, fast-paced shooters, you know? What, what do you guys think of the game, just off the top of your head? See, I, would I think it's a lot better it. than then. Yeah, yeah. I, I would compare it more to like Overwatch because of type of gameplay and yeah. it's a bit more kind of arcade as where something like CSGO, they've tried to make a bit more realistic. I think the reason why I go with CSGO for me, and this is personally my opinion, is basically in this game, it is maps, like just like your Call of Duty sort of games, basically, and you do get drops like CSGO. The difference with this is, is that the crates are actually free. Once you've bought the game, the crates drop for free. And I believe, and I don't know if it's going to get changed in the future or not, I believe at the moment the crates drop every two days and two hours of gameplay. And, you know, these crates, when they drop, the guns at the moment, they're worth, like, they range from, like, 20p up to, like, 25 quid, 30 quid. And for me, that's just a, well, exciting opportunity, you know? It is in early access at the moment, and when it comes out of early access, these guns at the moment will obviously be the ones from before it started. So I don't know if they're going to go up in price, down in price, if they're going to be rare, if there's going to be loads of them. I don't really know. But I just love the idea of being able to collect. You know what? I love collecting. Yeah. But I love the idea of these crates dropping and you getting something back. Even though it's just a skin, to me, I love it, you know? And tradable as well. Yeah, they're tradable. You can sell them on Steam as well. And they range from different prices. The prices go up and down. But um, what we'll do is we'll get into some of the uh, classes of the characters and the maps and how the game's played. And then we've also been in, in touch with the devs. And we got a few questions from them we asked and they've answered. And we sort of just have a big discussion about this game. We'll probably jump from subject to subject, like from maps to guns to bullets to people, whatever. But we'll just take it as it comes, yeah? Yeah. 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 Right. So first off, we, we I think we should talk about the classes first because it's quite funny because this game is is so well balanced. It's like you always go, you've got someone you really love, and and for me, that class is the shadow. But what I'll do is I'll run through the, the, the classes to start with, and uh, we'll sort of see who out of you lot like them and who you don't. 
The first one is like a berserker. Hey! Is that you? <laughs> You're the berserker, right? Yeah. Go on, tell us about the berserker. Okay, favorite character is the berserker, uh, who's a close quarters kind of guy with his traits that's I think is always on is uh, the fury mode, and that gives you like six seconds after killing anybody, you get like thirty percent damage resistance, which for me is kind of handy uh, since I'm always a target. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, li I like it when you're my tiger and you're running around like, yeah. popping you off and then I move and I pop you off again and I move and I pop you off again and it yeah. gets to the point where everyone wants to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm my keyboard around Camp the place. Wait, how many times do I have to say this? Camping is allowed. There's no, no rule that says you can't camp. Shouldn't be allowed. What else? Shouldn't have camp a sniper. in spawn how many zones. Have you ever seen on, I don't know, James Bond films or anything like that. You ever seen a sniper running along the roof of buildings, bouncing <laughs> up and down, dancing around? Doing no scopes. No, but you, you <laughs> shoot someone, then you get up and move. Well, no, in real life, you'd shoot someone, get up, put your gun away and piss off, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but if you shoot your gun as a sniper, you give away your position. That's why he moves. Yeah, that's why you have to move. Yeah, but that's what I do do. You're calling me a camper. I shoot him and then I move to another location. I shoot him again and I move again and then I shoot him again. Yeah, you don't. It's you just that it's just a footstep. Yeah, so <laughs> sidestep to the right, shoot, sidestep to the left, shoot. It's like that old game, do you remember? And Years curtsy. ago on TV, with the helmet on, sidestep. Oh, yeah, uh, nightmare. Pick up the bread. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Go on, carry on, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so he's supposed to be really, really good with SMGs and shotguns. Yep, actually, uh, just to butt in, I've got, because uh, you'd get legendary weapons in this game. When the crates drop, you get like uh, a normal base. I think there's five different tiers there's going to be. But at the moment, in the early access, there's only three tiers. The guns at the moment, I think you've got like green ones, you've got like brown ones, and then you've got like these legendary ones, which are orange and blue at the moment. And they're character-based, aren't they? Yeah. And I got, yeah. with, it's with the Berserker, I got a shotgun, and it's wicked. It was worth, I think it's worth about £12.50 at the moment, you know, for that skin. So I love it. But to be honest, the Berserker's not my character I like to be with. So I have got a, a legendary shotgun, but I really want to get the... Is that the Tormentor? I think so. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, I'll have a look in a minute. Towards... Yeah. Well, you want, you want that legendary? Yeah. Yeah, because if you want... No, I'm well, not going to buy it. I want to get the um, either the sniper rifle legendary, or I want the sword legendary. So, you know, if you can get a clear hands on some of them... I know the sword one's only four, four pound at the moment, so you could get that and then trade it with me. But yeah, go and carry on. So yeah, so he's got traits, which is a fury mode, which is a six seconds of thirty percent damage resistance. And on here you have like skills, or where other people are concerned, it could be perks. Yeah, uh, perks so, and skills, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so you got the guts perk, which gives you the uh, fury mode all of the time. But your resistance is 15% rather than 30. Have you, have you unlocked your full character's potential yet or not? Not all of it, no. no. Because, yeah, because to unlock, I think, to unlock everything on your character at the moment, you have to get to level 17. And what will happen is, as you, like, say you're level 1, it will say, at level 2, you'll get this. And it could be a new perk, a new gun, or there, there's other things in game as well. But yeah, yeah skins I, and all that, yeah. I've got one of my characters, because my favourite is the Shadow, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I've already got him to level 17. And so now, what my plan is, I don't know if you lot do this, but when I play with you lot, as long as Tom's not in there because he's well good, <laughs> then I'll level up my other characters. And when we go online and play everybody, like all the random people, then I'll just use my shadow. 
But yeah, if you get to level 17, you'll get everything unlocked for that character. Yeah. I think the ones I have at the moment are the hit and run and the hide and plain sight, which is the ones I have, which yeah. hide and plain sight is where you're invisible on the map. Yeah. Do you know what? Up until now, I didn't even know. I thought I just got lucky to have that gun with the berserker. I didn't realize he was actually a shotgun guy. Yeah. So, which is, so I've learned something new today. There you go. <laughs> but that's why I got a shotgun with him then. I thought I just got lucky with that gun. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you're the berserker. You, you think... that's, that's definitely your favorite guy. Yeah, unless I get completely annihilated, then I bring out the grenadier. Oh, uh, you get the you get the old uh, the grenades in that six grenade gun where you fire them. Yeah, oh, the grenade people. launcher. It's yeah. funny because oh, Matt's, annoying. Matt's characters are the complete opposite of mine. Like he goes berserker first and grenadier second. I do it the other way around. My main <laughs> character is grenadier, and then every now and then I'll go berserker. Well, take us a bit through the Grenadier, what he's like and what sort of guns he uses and stuff like that. Because to be honest, the Grenadier, I've used him, but I've, I think I'm on level six with him. Yeah. And I've unlocked one other gun, but I'm still on that main gun that's got the six grenade launcher. Yeah, so it's just basically a, a multi-grenade launcher. So, yeah, I think you've got six rounds in it. And then you've you've got your second weapon, which pick whether you want a shotgun or handgun or whatever. But Yeah, because yeah, you do, don't you? You get... Basically, you get a main gun and you get sidearms and you get a grenade. So, and both, it's not just one of these guns you upgrade. As you go through the game, your levels go up. You un, you unlock both of them weapons in both slots. So you yeah. can choose any two weapons. And the good thing is, as well, like when they give you a sidearm, it's not so much a sidearm in most games where you've got your main gun is a big gun, your sidearm is a handgun. With this, you can mix and match. So yeah, your main any gun two guns. can be like the grenadier you can have your grenade launcher but your second gun could be a shotgun or a machine gun so like yeah. that's that's pretty good because a lot of the time you don't want to be running around with your grenade launcher and then have to switch to a little handgun you can have like two decent guns but yeah because it have you found as well it does it does really mix it up really well because it's like you can see the person you're coming across so like it's a tank you can see he's massive he's got all his armor but then you're like, what gun's he got? He could have a little handgun in his hand, or yeah. he could have like some massive great gun in his hand. And just like, yeah. so, and they all balance each other out so well. So if I see him firing that gun, it does make you go back. And when you respawn, you sort of go, right, he's got that gun. I need to be this character with this gun to counteract him. Yeah. And the other thing as well is the weight of the weapons. So if you uh, pull out your main gun and it's a heavy machine gun, like you can't really run very fast yeah but if you put that away and get your sidearm which is a, sh a shotgun or a handgun or if you're shadow and you've got a sword yeah yeah <laughs> you literally run twice as fast so you could have like a handgun as your second gun just to be quicker so you can run around and when you see people you switch back to your main gun do your shooting switch back to the small gun and run faster yeah it is, but, and it's very fast switch as well. You can change all your keys as well, so make it really nice and comfortable when you're on the keyboard as well. Yeah. One thing I will say quickly, though, is um, a bit of news for Jansen is they're, they're not going to be bringing out controllers portable, which we're going to later on, which is horrible for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the keyboard's really easy to set up, and like, I, I really like it because I can get my hands really comfortable on the keyboard when I'm playing. But yeah, go on, Matt. Sorry, I was going to say. Yeah, the other thing I like is um, they have like a thing that's similar to the Call of Duty thing where you drop grenades when you get killed. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that because the, yeah. the perks that I like um, with the Grenadier is um, it's kind of like a, 
uh, what they call it, like last man standing yes. or something. Yeah. And yeah, so if you die, when you fall down, you drop a grenade. So if someone runs over you, they get blown up. Yeah, you lot get do that kill. to me all the time. I'm like, because a lot of the time I'm the shadow and he's very close quarters and we're going to him in a minute. But I run up to you, I'll give you a good slap with my sword. And then it's like, ah, I can <laughs> hear it just go, ting, like the pin just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's got the... um. He's also got the double grenade throw as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the other thing I use. Like, they're the two perks I go for. So when you throw a grenade, you actually throw two at a time. And the good thing is, is there is a little bit of spread to it as well. So you're not throwing double grenades and they land in the same place. There is a little bit of distance between them when they actually land. Yeah, yeah, they sort of go off in a V shape. Yeah. But it's quite funny, on Steam, that the Grenadier, yeah, the actual, the, what it says about it is, um, it says... Bane of the campers and explosions maniac. Yeah. So it's like yeah. saying any campers is just going to mash you up. Yeah. But that's <laughs> the thing. From a distance, it's like if I see someone in the distance hiding behind something, it is just like you've got to get your arch right and then it's just like... Boof, 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 boof. Yeah. And then yeah. like these six grenades just land in that one place. It's like a whirlwind outside of my little camping zone. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it again, like I said, the game's so well balanced. You could, you'd think automatically by having that, oh, six grenades you can throw at us in one go, you'd think no one's going to come out of that. But they've balanced it so well that you, you fire the grenades at us, but if I've got my handgun, just my handgun, if I aim it in the right place at the right time, because he's got such power in his gun with the grenades, he's very weak. So I can, if I get the right timing, I can t take him out in one shot. And yeah, he's, he's very balanced. Yeah, because his uh, armor is against like explosions so he he can get shot quite easily but a grenade doesn't really do much yeah. damage yeah. yeah right that's a grenadier i'll go on to mine what i like to use i don't know you lot don't seem you think to seem to think i cheat with the you characters do. i go for but anyone <laughs> could go for them characters my my yeah. favorite character is the shadow and basically mm. he's a ninja he can have um there's quite a few handguns he can have and he also has a couple of swords now, when I use him, I've got uh, a sword called Shinobi, obviously from Shinobi, you know, the game that used to be on, the ninja. And it's like an arced samurai sword. I love it. I'm pretty sure it's not from the game Shinobi, and it's probably from the ancient samurai Shinobi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was an ancient samurai Shinobi. I'm not a, I'm not a samurai. But the, 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 Shinobi, the Shinobi's like the ultimate samurai. Don't worry, this is definitely getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because he's so fast that, and he's invisible. One of his perks is, well, I don't know if it's his perk, but he's invisible when he runs. You can hear him making this like whoom, whoom noise. The whoosh, whoosh, yeah. Whoosh, whoosh. And a zoom, yeah. zoom. And a zoom, zoom, pop, pop, and then bang, the stab, bang. stab. <laughs> but yeah, you can pretty much yeah. run around the map very, very fast and he can bounce around all over the place. And, you know, you can run into a crowd of five people and just zigzag in and out of them and you can hit them with a sword, each one, take all of them out in one go. And I love it because I find it very fast-paced, very aggressive stance, but he's also got very fast machine guns as well. Like, I use the sword and these two tiny machine guns, which they've got, like, an unbelievable fire rate. They fire the whole clips in, like, milliseconds. And I find with him, if I go into a battlefield that's really full up with 16 players, he's perfect. I can just endlessly just keep taking people out taking people out he does he's very weak with that gun though because like if you come out of a tank or something like that, one shot kills him and he just goes yeah. down straight away um yeah the ninja but, is weak though isn't he yeah he's it's... very weak but he's very fast yeah 
but he's he's got some really really good like um skill perks and that because the, the one i like the most is called bloodsucker and every time i hit someone with a sword my life refills so that sort of gives you a boost because as you're going around people to find bullets at you and your life's going down a little bit and then bang you, you hit someone you get your life back and you crack on and i i found that with the shadow i really enjoy running around taking people out it's not even like you're standing there aiming at people and looking across the map you're right in their face you pop out from around corners and just get them with a sword um the thing uh, with the shadow is he's the most unliked by other players yeah because yeah. he's like an annoying fly buzzing around your face <laughs> I thought he's gonna go he's like a ninja because <laughs> <laughs> whilst everyone is at a certain pace kind of shooting each other using a bit of skill You've just got this ninja running through everyone, invisible, like taking pop shots at you with like his toothpick sword. Yeah, you just see everybody running backwards, shooting their guns randomly all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though, because I've got two extremes. The Shadow is my favourite character and he's very fast paced and up in your face. But then my second character is the Marksman, you know, long, far away, um, sniper rifle, all, I love a bit of camping every now and then, so I'm either in your face. So what I do normally is I get people go, oh, you're camping, you're camping. So then I come in with the other one and say, right, I'll still kill you without camping, and I get right in their face and kill them with the with uh, shadow. But and yeah. we say you're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hacker, hacker, hacker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the marksman, I really like the marksman. Um, he's, he's perks and stuff, some of the ones, I don't know which perks I actually use on him, but when he gets his sniper rifle out, once you've actually settled and you stop walking, he goes invisible. You can still see him on the map, but he's like he's made out of glass. Yeah, he looks a bit like Predator when he yeah. goes yeah. invisible. Yeah, mm. and yeah, that's his job, just to mark, you know, you just sit right back there, pop people off, zoom in, and, and I love that. I love, I love it when I shoot someone from right across the map. They're like, ah! And then what they do is they come back to that point. So what you do is you shoot them from the left corner of the map, and then you just watch them come out of spawn, run to the left corner of the map, and you shoot them from the right corner of the map, watch them again, and then you go back to the other side. <laughs> yeah, because the thing with this game, you do get a kill cam. So when someone yeah. shoots you, you see where they are. And when it's a sniper, you get you know a pretty good are. idea of where they're camping. So you sort of head that direction, and then they pop you yeah. up in the little corner just before there. <laughs> but your thing is, on the map where you've got the crates moving across the top, and yeah. you're on that conveyor belt and you're Overhead. just stand yeah, you're standing on it and it's a storage container being moved by a crane and you're standing on top of the crane, moving backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's called overhead. We'll get into that in a little while about the maps. <laughs> but there is like I said, there is a very big range in this game. It's a, it's a very small game, but it's just so fun, man. I love killing you a lot in it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the um marksman, your typical sniper rifle, um not really a lot of detail to go into. Um, but, but yeah, uh, tank. tank. Mark, I believe yes. the tank's you, isn't it? Yes, that's the only player. That's the only character I really play with, to be honest. Bust. It um, is. I, <laughs> I I adopted him because when we first started playing this, you were Shadow, and it just annoyed me. And it, and seemed it just annoyed me as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it seemed that Shadow, you know, obviously Tank's got all this armor he's like built, and Shadow just couldn't kill him in one go. So I sort of adopted him as it my takes character. Free, and... It takes me three hits of the sword to kill you. So I have to come in, hit you, and then sort of bounce around, try and do a U-turn, hit you again. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's only got to take one shot at me. So if he steps backwards and takes one shot randomly, he normally gets me. I see you're dead. Yeah, shotgun. And um, Mark we... did put a little video on YouTube, yeah. didn't you? Of <laughs> oh, the one time. Because I normally came, Mark. <laughs> no. The one time he done the recording. <laughs> 
and he killed me <laughs> up time after time. And he's like, ah, I'm loving this. I'm going to make one. a video out of this. Yeah. I went straight up onto YouTube too, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the perks that I like using, um, he regenerates health. So if he takes a shot um, to him, he'll slowly regenerate. I think it's 10 points, yeah. 10 health yeah. points um, every now and again. Um, and the second wind. So if you're down... Yeah, he lays on the floor, about doesn't he, and shoots. About to bleed out, he'll still be able to shoot people. And I've got a few people with that sort of uh, perk. When when he kills someone from the floor, does he get back up, or is he done still? No, no, he's bleeding out. So you've got five seconds, I think, um, oh, right. and you can only use a handgun. Yeah, because I don't reuse really a tank, and I never realised if if it's like when you shoot someone, you get back up, or you get second wind, or you get their mm. life back. You no. know, if you can, but you do definitely die after them seconds. But yeah, tank's yeah. pretty straightforward. Holds heavy machine guns and big guns. And move slowly and yeah. just very armoured, isn't he? Yeah. All right, what else we got? We've got Wraith and we've got Vanguard. Any of you play with Wraith or Vanguard? I played a little bit of Vanguard. I played yeah. a bit of Vanguard. Yeah, it's One like... Favorites. In the beginning, I kind of wanted to play all players to yeah. kind of like level them up all at the same time. But the more I was playing, the more I realised that certain... They just uh, don't fit like with you. Classes, yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't really interested. And yeah, Vanguard and Wraith were pretty much the two that I just weren't interested in. They seemed a bit kind of generic. There was nothing really special about them. Vanguard, I kind of found, was a bit of like a generic player. It's just nothing really that special about him. I like yeah. to go for characters that are a bit more kind of quirky. Yeah, I've not really done Vanguard, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's, he's an in-betweeny. He's like a, he can be either a tank or a killer sort of thing and he yeah. looks like he's more kind of armored that way so if that's vanguard he Wraith... can actually be an amazing character who vanguard yeah he is one of the be better characters as you say he is very very bland very not very quirky but if he's played right he's 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 very accurate he's got very high hp quite good armor um he can just like ugh, i've been in matches where i can just kill people over and over and over without dying Really? Um, I've got so much health. Yeah. But I do notice that in games that I play where people um, are winning all the time, they usually are a vanguard. But I think it's because they're so like evenly balanced throughout their skills where other players are really good at one thing and really bad at something else. He's kind of a jack of all trades, so he's, he's so balanced in the middle that yeah. he can kind of take on anyone. But it depends on your playstyle. Like Thompson, yeah. I've seen a lot of people play Vanguard, and I'm like, why are they using Vanguard? He's a bit normal. Like. Yeah. But like I said, if you know how to use your characters well and use their best traits, he comes across very, very strong. Like yeah. he does keep killing you. are like, why? how do you keep killing me? Yeah. You know? But that's yeah. the kind of player that if you just jumped into the game, picked Vanguard, and just played him all the time, you'd probably win a lot of your games. But with someone yeah. like the Grenadier, you really gotta like get that skill down to like do well with him. Yeah. The same with a sniper. It's like being a sniper is quite hard. You've got to be so accurate with it. But the more you do it, the better you get. But I think with Vanguard, you just jump straight in and you're good straight away. Yeah. There's some characters that are better suited to uh, different maps as well. There are maps That's that exactly are quite what open. I was about to say. <laughs> and you sort of adapt. I mean, I don't because I use tank all the time, but I can see how some characters are better suited for certain maps. Yeah, I've I got to be honest, I do that. If I'm in certain maps, like if I'm in the library map, I will go shadow because I know that I can run through certain corridors and areas and I know it's good for me. Also, like the library, I know that I can snipe from there. 
The new map they've just brought out, yeah, it's a sniper map. It's massive. You can shoot long distance. There's 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 certain ones. Um, you got the one that's like a, an industrial little one, and it's got like a gas cylinder in the middle of it. I can't remember the name of it, but that one, a grenadier, he can stand back and just fire grenades out through the doorway. You know. Yeah. So so it is true that you do find, and I do this quite a lot. A map will come up, and when it's loading up, I go, "What map is it? What game mode is it?" Right, that map and that game mode, that means I need to be shadow with this weapon. Yeah, I'm and, the same. And I yeah. always find that if there's a lot of like indoor shooting, I like to pick the Berserker because he's got the double barrel shotgun. And like that's yeah. pretty deadly. Like you could take a tank down with one shot if it's on, on target. Is that the, the shotgun that like the one that Terminator has where he, he shoots it and then he swings it around in his hand and shoots it again and swings it yeah. around? Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that gun. But it just takes so long to, to like reload when you've got two shots to pull off. Yeah, because it, it shoots both barrels at the same yeah. time. So then it's like, if you miss, it takes about 10 yeah. seconds to reload. You're so just you're watching running around. slow motion as that guy shoots you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, the last one, Wraith, he's the one that's a bit like a sniper, but a bit more short distance, isn't he? He's got, he's got, uh, he's got crosshairs and um, scopes on his guns, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I did try and play with him for a little while, but I didn't really like the way the scope was compared to the marksman. No. But he seems to be a little faster and a bit more... I don't know. I don't know what that thing is on his eyes with the uh, free eyes or whatever. He's, the great thing about him, though, is uh, he pings the map every five seconds and can tell where any enemy is. Oh, really? Yeah. You do do your research, don't you? There ain't <laughs> any big maps. <laughs> this is why, to Tom, out of all of us, we can all get into a game and we'll have ten of us in there and Tom will double our score in each game. But you were originally a CSGO player as well, aren't you? Yeah, originally. So, yeah. So, so, what do you make of this compared to CS:GO? Because um, I've never been a really big CS:GO player. You have. You've you've had like guns that worth hundreds of yeah, pounds. Yeah, I it? think to me, CS:GO is a little bit more realistic. This is a little bit more cartoony, but it is a really good game. And I mean, they've done such a good job for such an early release of it. I mean, yeah, I can see it going far. It's yeah, got some see, legs for it. see, that's the thing. Your your point of view is from a CS:GO competitive player. My view, because I'm not very competitive and I'm not brilliant at these sort of games but i just enjoy playing them more <laughs> but i you know what I, mean, though, but I enjoy the game i enjoy the game more than wanting to win the game so yeah. i'm having fun with yeah. you like having a laugh you know yeah um, i think I... like that is like quite a main thing for me with this game that i can get in play it and even if i'm last i know i still had fun when i played it yeah because so... csgo gets frustrating yeah, yeah that's right. why i keep coming back to ballistic because i know it's fun we have a great time even yeah. though I'm great at dying. Well, it's quite funny because about a week you know, before good. I got Ballistic Overkill, I, I thought I'd try and get back into CSGO, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and get some gun skins and worth money and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, played it, and I just get annihilated, you know? And yeah. I got on this, and I really enjoyed the game, and then just a bonus was I got given these crates. And I, for me, the crates is what makes the game the game for me because I love... If that game had no crates and no gun skins coming in, no new nothing, I'd play it for about two hours and then I'd sort of be like, oh, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. But for me, it's the unlocks, it's the new ideas, and you know, the new things coming in. That's what keeps me hooked. I love it. I love to collect. Like I've got, I think I've got 30 gun skins at the moment because I they, just play the game, play the game, play the game to keep that, unlocking. That's the thing with you. It's like you love the collecting. Yeah. But for me, the collecting doesn't change the gameplay. Yeah, and you so, love the gameplay. Yeah, it's like you. I'll level up like everyone else, and I'll get a new gun like everyone else. So I've got a shotgun. I level up to level two, and I've got level two shotgun. It's like I like things like that, 
but with yeah. you you like that fact that you've now got a, a skin that makes your gun look like a christmas tree but yeah. something like that doesn't bother me because it won't change the gameplay well it's... for me it's like having that legendary gun which i've got and i think if you look on steam there's probably only two of them up for sale is like that is i've got that like half percent lucky and won that skin so when i'm playing i'm actually like oh i'm going to use that gun because then people can see that i've got a legendary you know and i i know now we've finished talking about the, the characters anyway we can move on a bit anyway you know they are actually bringing out like they've already got a section like well, say you download a, you, you win a crate you open the crate you've already got that gun you can then if you don't want it you can either sell it on steam if you've already got it or you can trade or scrap it, it or you can scrap it now if you get scrap you will get a certain amount of scrap pieces. If you get 10 scrap pieces, you can get another free crate. Now, if you've got a legendary gun, you get up to 30 scraps, so you can get three more crates. Now, if you've got a normal gun, it's like one, one scrap. So there's that opportunity as well. Also, if you move over to the next section, they do every season, they'll be doing like new extras. So at the moment, I've got a Christmas hat, because it was Christmas. And to get that Christmas hat, you had to collect like 10 different gun skins, ranging from good to bad. Um, one of them was you have to get a legendary and that unlocked a mask. So I've got like a Sparta mask now, yeah? Which, so when I'm playing a game, people can see that my accessory, oh, he's got a legendary and he's got these four other ones because he's wearing a Spartan mask, you know? And there's things like that. There's a shoulder pad and they're the free accessories at the moment to get. And that's what keeps the game exciting for me is, oh, next season there'll be three more new accessories for me to get. I've got, and I can start collecting gun skins and I'm getting something for collecting them. I'm not just collecting them they're there or collecting them and selling them. I'm collecting them to build something, to get something, to prove to people that I've played a game that long to get it. Do you know what I mean? But it's purely for looks. Yeah, it's like you're, you're like running. That. It's like you're worried about what other people see when you're running at them, but they don't care. All they care about is shooting you and making sure you're dead. They don't care that you're wearing like <laughs> dungarees. <laughs> More of a distraction <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I just love the idea of, of having these unlocks and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that, that's mainly the seven classes that are in the game. Basically, with, what I do is before we talk about anything else about the game, because I don't want to talk about stuff which we've actually given questions to the devs. They've replied to us and given us the answers in a roundabout way with some of them and more detail and others. But what I'd rather do is talk about the questions from there, because I don't want to say about stuff which are in the questions, basically. So if I get into the questions, we'll go from there. Yeah, boys? Yep. Good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I um, have the questions here. Um, we set a few questions out, and they answered in a roundabout way with certain numbers next to certain answers, and certain answers for the same questions, which is a bit weird at the moment, but we'll just talk about it in general, and we'll go through them. So it was sort of makes sense. But yeah, right, so the first question we asked them was, uh, will there be any changes to safe zones at the moment? As players will come out and shoot you and then run back into their safe zone, will this be changed? Because that is something that, and obviously you've got to remember, this game's in early access, so there's going to be issues which are, are decided by the players, and the players will get back to the devs and say, look, we like this, we don't like this, and there's some things that just, it's not game-breaking, but very annoying. When you, when you spawn in this game, when you die, you spawn back and you're in a safe zone and you'll have like a blue or a red see-through door which will be behind. Now, the way I believe it should be is you should be able to run out that door but not get back not in. Not go back in, yeah. Yeah, because once you go out there, you're in the field, fight it out. If you die, you die. But what we find is happening a lot is you run out of the safe zone 
and people will, will shoot you and run back in. So you're just standing there, they're taking one shot with their gun and running back in, which I found very annoying because a lot of people will win the game like this by just coming out. Yeah. Say it's a team deathmatch. If you've got two people on one team and two people on another team, which normally are 16 people in total, but just for example, them two people could shoot you once and then just stay in a safe zone and yeah. you can't win the game. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. So a lot of snipers are doing that as well, where they'll yeah. come out, they'll take shots. As soon as someone starts shooting at them, they just they take a step down. back into the doorway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I find this very, very frustrating. Um, so we put that question forward. We're going to mix this with another question. Another question we asked was, will the team balancing be fixed? Because at the moment, basically, say you've got two players on one team. Obviously, when more players come in, it'll put two players on the other team to even it out. Say you get up to five players on each team and then two players on one team drops out, you'll have five against three, you know? So you could, in theory, have 10 on one team and one on the other team because then people have left, you know? And that was another thing that we actually noticed was happening quite yeah. a lot at the moment. You know, you'd be like, hold on a minute, who's on my team? Look, and it's you and there's 10 people on the other team. And so we asked them that as well. Now, they got back to us with all their answers and obviously... You know, they're very busy. They, they, they're building the game all the time. So they're giving us what they what the, the future's going to hold and stuff like that. And basically, they said they're always on the lookout for this kind of problem. And they're grateful that we brought this up, you know, because it's something then they can focus on. And it says these two problems in particular are on our radar. And we're currently studying the way of improving the experience. So I think that's sort of roundabout answer of saying at the moment it's on. It, they're thinking about it, but they don't know what to do. Because it's obviously if they stop people using the spawn zones like that then that's part of the game that's gone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know? Cause they'll probably think of a way of changing it because it, I think it's a good idea that you have that safe zone because in that safe zone as well, you have um, you always have health, don't you? So yeah. if you're dying, you know you can run back to your safe zone and you can get the health, but you can get your health without someone shooting you. Yeah. But to take advantage of it as something that you can step in and out of, they should put like a time limit on it. So if you step out, you can't step back in. Yeah, that's like a good for, idea. Like a two-minute cool-down period or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like 30 seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. But uh, personally, for me, if I had my way, once you're out of the spawn zone, you step out. You That's it. You're out. You're in the field. Get moving. Because yeah. I really don't like the idea of having a sniper guy that can pinpoint you from behind the screen, walk forward, shoot you, walk back. Because he's already aiming at you from behind the screen. So you've got to yeah. step yeah. forward and step back. Yeah. Then if he does get shot a little bit, he can go and refuel his, his health and then come and do it again. That is something that I believe is cheating. Yeah, you know? and I'm the king of doing like... Uh, cheating. <laughs> I wouldn't call it <laughs> cheating, I'd call it... Cheat. What's the word? There's a word for it, but I can't think Excessive of it. cheating. Finding, <laughs> finding loopholes. It's yeah. sort of like that, but I can't remember the name of the word. The word is... Cheating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the word? When you find a game and you find a little way of doing something... Cheating. But, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> exploit. Exploit, yeah. It's an exploit. Which is another word for cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that shouldn't be done, but you found out you can do it, so you do you'll do it. You abuse it. Yeah. yeah. But the cheating. thing is, they, they should have, a, uh, like you were saying, once you're out, you can't go back because it will stop spawn kills. Yeah. So, someone won't camp and then kill people spawning because they're behind that glass. But I, once... I've got to be honest, Chance. I, yeah. I'm, I've got a bad habit of doing this. Say we've got yes. five people on our team and five people <laughs> on their team and it's a team deathmatch, yeah? I've got a bad habit of... I'm not saying Bending. I'm brilliant at the game, but when I, get my, when I get to the point where I'm killing them 
and then they respawn and I'll push forward. My team will push forward a little bit and we'll keep killing them. And so they respawn again, we push forward. Mm. And we do actually find quite a lot that I find myself outside their spawn zone with five other players watching each door where they could possibly come out from. That's, that's that fine, is a very political tactics. way of putting it. But that's... <laughs> but, and what happens is they come out spawned, we shoot them. They've got the yeah. option to shoot us first, but we just... Well, I don't that's... know... That's that's allowed because obviously you're the better team. That's just tactics. You're working together, pushing. Yeah, because we um, push them back. Yeah, because yeah. it's a group tactic. So we're working yeah. as a team, like yeah. to take to them jam out. them into this spawn. Mm. Yeah, because I, I do do that quite a lot, and I get to the point where I'm standing there with my shadow, standing at the side of their door, and as they come back, a whack. <laughs> and then they come back a whack and it just happens over and over again. And I'm like, well, I pushed you this far back. Now I'm rewarded by killing you every time you yeah. come out your door. So yeah. that's not too bad, I believe. But right, moving on. Um, the next question, because obviously the, the game has seasons. It's early access. So the season now is called pre-season, season zero. So the guns that you're actually unlocking at the moment, they are a, a lot a lot, a lot rarer because obviously I don't know if these are going to be in the future again or not. But yeah, so we asked them a question of uh, how often will each season last? Will there be any way of getting older season guns once they've gone past the time, like with the skins? And they came back to us and basically said that what what's going to happen is is um, approximately every year it will loop around. So the season will last about two months. And I don't know if this is 100% set in stone, but this is just the idea. It will be two months each season from when the game is actually officially released. And the seasons will loop around. So if you don't finish your season of gun skins in, let's say, January and February of the year, the next year they will come back again. But the one thing that worries me about this is I want to see new guns all the time. Yeah, so, so they're going back to old, old yeah. ideas, isn't it? Does that yeah. mean that it's, there's only going to be 12 different types of skins in this game? Or does that mean there's going to be 12 different types of skins in a year and then you're going to be able to get them and extras next year? Un yeah, unless they double up. So they say yeah, and triple up the next year. year and yeah, and then last year we had this plus you've got this. But then newcomers will come along and be like, oh, well, there was 12 skins last year. Now there's 24. And then yeah. it's like, as the years go on, it's like, okay, we're back to January. There's 150 skins to get. Yeah. Does that also mean that the uh, value of the guns when you come to sell them on the marketplace are going to be like not worth as much because people go, well, we're just going to wait for the next, next, year. The yeah. next round to come. Well, yeah, I don't exactly. know, because like Jansen says, if it did it the way he said, where they add, they put ad skins to it and they continue, you know, mm. your percentages of getting that skin is going down every year. So it's getting rarer every year, but there's still a chance of getting it. So that could, in theory, bring the price up of the skins, because say I've got 10 skins and I need one more to pass something or to collect the collection, you know, 10 years down the line, there's a thousand skins at that point, you know. So I've got to then try and find the skin I want. So I probably have more realistically would be to, to buy it when someone else has found it, if you get what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But you've got less chance know. of getting it yourself, but there's more chance of it being yeah, out there. being so out there somewhere. It's going to be rarer as such to the community, but it's going to be rarer to yourself to get. Yeah. It depends which way they go with it. Cause, I mean, if, if they wanted to make the guns, like, for example, you can have last year's guns and this year's guns only, but the year before that, can't yeah. get them again, or you can't get them for unless it's a special event or something like that. Then it would make those guns really rare and really expensive. Yeah, yeah. because then if they stop doing it, they discontinue a skin. That's when the price will go up because they'll be like, 
well, there's only 20 of these skins out there yeah. and we've discontinued it. And then that's when a skin is worth like a couple of grand. Or they yeah. just make it only available on special events or via special ways, you know, like collecting certain things. Yeah, but yeah, they did say for them when, when they sent the answers back to the questions, and this is from the actual game designer, um, his name's Lucas, when he actually sent the answers back, he actually said most of the questions that we're actually asking are possible, but they depend on community and overall success of the game. Because the stage they're in at the moment is is really pushing that game out there, getting everybody to get on board, you know. And I suppose once it gets mainstream, if it picks up and they get a, a massive attention, which I think they will easily, that's when all these big ideas will then come into play. At the moment, I think it's more focused on gameplay, yeah. characters. It's resources, isn't it? Because yeah. they're not going to waste their time on something yeah. like skins when like the actual gameplay needs work yeah well they've said here they're going to wait they're going to wait it out and see how the game gets on and then you know that in the future then they can dig deeper and more into these questions that we're giving them but with the game skins like i said i I love the idea personally for me i would i'd like the game skins to once they're gone they're gone have it running for three months or two months or whatever and then that's it at that point they're cut off if you want them there's a gun skin you want you have to buy it from someone or trade it with someone, you know, because I think that will push up prices of guns. You know, if there's a really rare gun that comes out, like at the moment, I know out of the legendaries, there's a sniper rifle. That's the one I want. That's what everybody wants. And that goes up to, I've seen that go for about £50 on Steam already, you know. And like I said, I don't know if these gun skins after the game comes out of early access are going to actually repeat again. I don't think they will. I think they will be limited edition skins from pre-release, you know for the people that were there at the beginning, you know? Um, but like I said, it's all, all, all we're going to have to keep watching and see what happens. Right, so the next question we asked them, um, we asked, uh, basically, we have a few players that only use controller, which we spoke about earlier on with you, Jansen. Yeah. And we asked them if there's going to be controller support and uh, in the near future, because you actually play with uh, controller, don't you? Yeah, I play everything with controller because I hate using a keyboard and mouse. How can you not play PC with a controller... Oh. With a, with a mouse on a game like this, it's impossible to, to hit people. Yeah, for you. <laughs> you playing with a controller is what I'm like playing with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is it, you've got 10 people in the game. Half One team's got controllers, one team's got uh, mouse and keyboard. keyboard. Mm-hmm. You would no way in hell are you going to win. Yeah, but I'm going to lose even more with a keyboard and mouse because it's a disadvantage to me personally. Yeah, that's, that is reflected in his kill-to-death ratio on the game at the moment. It's appalling. <laughs> it's appalling. <laughs> what, what do you think, Tom? Could you imagine playing that on controller? I couldn't do it. Yeah, because it's personal preference. Yeah. No, but the, it's not, it's not yes, you it I'm getting at. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That you're, like, yeah. you're, be, you're bad with a controller, but you're going to be double bad with keyboard and mouse. Yeah. But for you, isn't that just game-breaking for you because you just can't keep up with people playing a game? Well, no, it's, it's it's like I'm keeping up, but I'm at the bottom. <laughs> That's the way we like it. It's just can't it imagine on a on a controller like the, the amount of movement you've got with a mouse. You know, you can move a mouse. Yeah. You could have you could have you know. Sort and of the sensitivity in this game when you first get in is you can move it thirty centimeters. Whereas with a controller, yeah. you've got like two centimeter of movement each way. Mm. Yeah, and, and like I was just saying, in the sensitivity on this game when you first open it up and play it for the first time, is so fast. You just like move a millimeter of your mouse and you spin the other round. Yeah, but that, you can change the right sensitivity on a <laughs> controller. You've got analog sticks, yeah, and you can change the sensitivity of an analog stick. But it's the way your brain works. If yeah. you're using sticks and you're using a mouse, 
it doesn't matter that I can move quicker with a mouse. It's the accuracy That's of me saying, moving like, with the mouse. Like, I, I can I can move my mouse thirty centimeters across to the right of my mouse mat, and then I can move it two or three mil to get accurate pinpoint on the head. Whereas yeah. with a with a controller, you've got to go hard to the right, and you've, by the time you've done that, you know it's got over there. If you've got it set low, then it's taken you extra time to then yeah. move it a little bit and pinpoint it. Or if you've got it set really fast, when you've gone over there moving it a tiny bit and you're going way up to the right or way up to the left so I can't yeah, what you're trying to say here but the thing is right. the sticks the sticks are analog so the more you move the stick the faster it moves you don't move the stick 100 percent to the right 100 percent to the left you move right, it slightly yeah but that's the difference <laughs> between playing with a keyboard and a mouse and a controller you use the analog sticks as much as you need to move but as well you've got the strafe so where you're turning you're also moving you're giving me some strife. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why if I play something like Battlefield where I can use my controller, I'll be at the top of leaderboards all the time. That's because everybody else is using a controller and you're good at a controller. Well, no, because it's on PC. So half the people are playing Do like, you really come at the top of the mouse. leaderboard? Yeah. Silence, tumbleweed. <laughs> right, let's move on before you and Tom start fighting over who's better with mouse and keyboard or controller. Yeah, but the thing is, they're they're saying like they're not gonna they're not gonna have a controller support, and you were saying that their reasons for it is because they want to keep everyone on the same level. And I don't they... know if that's the that they just said we have no plans for controller support but i'm assuming is to keep everybody on the same level and to keep it up at a higher level because on mouse yeah. and keyboard you get the high level players that are pinpoint accuracy but on controller it's very more all over the place more relaxed and more chilled you know i know in csgo you do get a lot of people that play with controller as well which are competitive like really high up there but it's just a smaller minority isn't it well i don't know if it is like maybe like with keyboard and mouse people playing on pc it's just a keyboard and mouse is what comes with your PC and people just use that by default. No, that's not true because I actually prefer to play with a controller, but in a first-person shooter game or like one of these fast-paced games, I can't physically keep up with other players and it's very frustrating when I get my controller and I get my crosshairs on them. They've already spun around three times, done a little dance and shot me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But and that does is... happen. You just can't react quick enough to that person doing it. But as well, with a keyboard, like, I've got my hand sprawled out on the keyboard and I've got my other hand holding the mouse. But then it's having my fingers on those keys all the time and then trying to reach across to press reload and then reach across to press grenade. By the time like, I've looked down at the keyboard or I've pressed the wrong button, it's all gone wrong. But when yeah. I've got a controller <laughs> in my hand... All my fingers are on those buttons. All it just the feels time. more natural to you. Yeah. yeah, I think it's down to personal preference. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I do I'll... think the devs are missing a trick by not putting controller support on there because yeah, they yeah. will just annoy people that, like Jansen, prefer controllers. I think just make the option available and it's down to the player. Well, but personally, yeah. for me, I, I've got no problem with controller support going on there because mm. it just gives me more people that I can kill faster than kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you think that, but the thing is, it's like, well, if they put controller support on it and then I started playing and then I was at the top of the leaderboard killing you every two seconds. All right, well, here it is then. Please put controller support on there just so that we can prove to Jansen that we were still all caning him. 
We're recording and put it on YouTube again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but just yeah. looking at that, Jansen, I was just seeing where my hands are. I can easily reach 28 keys on my keyboard from where I hold my... <laughs> He's done a diagram and everything. And then obviously, <laughs> and then I've got my mouse, and that's got nine keys on it as well. So it's like 37 keys. I could. I mean, there's no way you've got that many on a controller, surely. Yeah, because you don't need that many. No, but I'm saying, you're saying that with a keyboard, you you can't press... Th- the right buttons. Yeah, because it's flat, so it's your, you can't your hand your hand is in a <laughs> you've, got <laughs> you've got your hand in like a claw position over keys. <laughs> and then it's like the the keys, the way the keys are laid out, like yeah, you can reach all of them, but it's it, you if you're moving your finger across to go from like the S to the D, you could easily press like the E and the R and things like that. But on a controller all your fingers are balanced above all the buttons that you need. Yeah. yeah and it's, thing, it's things like the analog stick. It's It's got a multi-control. Like, you can move it around, but you can then click it, like, for something else. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, it, it's like with me. I'm left-handed. I have to redo all my keys for every game. And, and it's as simple as this for me. And if you see me play, you would think I'm the most twisted weirdo going because I have yeah. my keyboard slanted slightly to the left so it's like i've got a I don't know, 30 degree slant so the screen's flat in front of me and then my keyboard is twisted to the left yeah on that keyboard on the right hand side on the up down left and right i have my fingers yeah and then the delete button that's my grenade and then the control button is my jump and the little like strafe up and down button next to the windows button is my crouch i only use five key one two three four six keys i use on the keyboard at any time that's all i use now my mouse I have facing to the right of me. So my house is totally cack-handed, upside down yeah, pretty worse much. Worse than that, you have your mouse in front of your keyboard. Yeah, in front of my <laughs> keyboard, but facing to the right. So if I want to go up in-game, I push my mouse to the right. It's totally twisted. What? Yeah, How's that you, work? I just I don't comprehend that. Because I'm yeah, left-handed you, and that's the way we are. You would just think, like, <laughs> just put your mouse on the left of your keyboard and hold that's, it with your left that's hand. That's what a normal left-handed yeah. person would do. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. It's not Nick. No. <laughs> really? Pictures so, so, on Instagram if you want to have a look. Like my, it must be like my brain's on the <laughs> side or left something. Left-handed or right-handed. I've never really seen someone use a mouse at a 90-degree slant. No. Yeah, that's how, that's how I do it. it my, my mouse is facing. I can't even take a photo and show anyone, but I, I probably will. It's to the right. So I've got yeah. the, the mouse cable going directly from left to right off the mouse. I hold it at a 90 degree angle on my mouse mat, so it's facing upwards lengthways on my mouse mat, but opposite to the way I'm looking at the screen. So my <laughs> arm comes from my shoulder down to the to the to the desk, and it's a 90 degree right angle, and then I'm holding the mouse forward. Were you dropped on the head? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but it works. This is man. hilarious. I don't know what. It's only a couple of months ago I noticed when Tom said it. I always thought that's how people did it. <laughs> That's like why I have it. problems at the shows trying to play games. There's never enough room to put a mouse in front of the keyboard. <laughs> but it is like when you see left-handed people writing and yeah. it's like Twisted they're holding up. their pen upside yeah. down. Yeah, but here's the fucking killer in that. Yeah, I don't do that. When I'm writing, I hold my hand totally straight. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo. He's a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> right, let's move on anyway. Um, right, next question. Is there going to be any changes to the way that we get given lockboxes? And it was a pretty uh, blunt, at the moment, no. But you can read about the current drop system in this post, which I'll uh, link in the, the show notes. But pretty much what it is, is the way I believe it is at the moment is 
every, say you get a Dropbox today at five o'clock, two days in, at five o'clock, play two hours and you'll get another lockbox. So it goes on time. So you won't get a lockbox for two days and then having to play two hours of gameplay. That's what I read somewhere and I hope that's true, but that's the system they're gonna stay with. But that works for me because I find I can play the game a couple of, couple of maps, I'll get a lockbox, then I'll go and play something else or do whatever I gotta do. A couple of days later, boys, who's about? Oh, you wanna play this? Yeah, we're getting, play five games, you know, get another box. And I find that's better than playing the way CSGO do it is where you have to come up the top or saying it randomly picks someone and it's never you. I, it'd be, I find it'd that. be good if they randomly drop boxes in the map. And then if, you, mm. if you're if you nearby, you run over it and you pick it up. It's mm, a good idea. Have a little fight over it. Yeah. 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 Be, like, it could be a separate game mode, couldn't it? Like lockbox mode. Ten yeah. boxes and someone getting none. Yeah. You know? They could have like a lockbox mode where it's like you playing a league of 10 people and you have to come, you get knockouts or something, I don't know, and the top person gets a lockbox and you have to fight your way there, you know? Or if they did it where they drop it in the middle of the map and then whoever gets there first picks it up, but then they're carrying it and then there's like a, the match lasts like 10 minutes. Whoever's got the if, end. Yeah, if you yeah. kill them, they drop it, you pick it up and it's whoever's got it at the, when the game finishes, keeps it. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, good. Even, or even better than that, it will be, be like a capture the flag thing where whoever's got it, time time ticks up every time you're holding it. So mm. the person that's had it the most throughout the, the level, yeah. they, they get it. But I think yeah. the problem with this is giving away too many lockboxes, yeah. the more lockboxes out there, the more gunskins, the more gunskins out there, the, the weaker they are, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, but I then do people like... like me wouldn't even care because I probably wouldn't play lockbox games because I don't care about them. That's true. I do. I'd play Playing all the good. time, weren't you? <laughs> 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 so yeah, the lockbox is just going to stay the way it is. Right, next question. What kinds of player skins and perks are we going to see? I.e., I love the ninja, and I'd love to see him in different clothes and different backgrounds, and like from different backgrounds, like, you know, different countries, different all sorts of things. And uh, basically they said they already have a few skins planned, and but we have to stay tuned for that. After we got the questions back from him, I was talking to a few people, and a few of the devs, and they did say about because we one of you mentioned about bringing women in, didn't you? Yeah, that was yeah. me, like some female characters. I was thinking that as well. Good yeah, you give me that question after I actually sent the questions back to the devs, <laughs> but um, I can't be hundred percent sure where I got the answer from. But I was told somewhere that there's already a woman um, version coming into play at some point. But don't quote me on that. I can't be hundred percent sure. It was probably three weeks ago. I spoke to someone about it now, but but yeah, I, I'm really like that's another thing. Another thing about this game is, like, they do the guns, the gun skins, you know, you've got all the unlocks, you've got the accessories, like the hats and masks and shoulder pads and stuff like that. Another thing is, like Street Fighter, you get, like, your character, you know, you might get Ken, and then there'll be ten different skins of him to play with, different colours, different backgrounds, different clothes. I like the idea of that, because basically it's a bit more to my character, so like Shadow, yeah, he's a ninja, but could you imagine if you could get your ninja, like, in your flag or something like that, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, I like, like things like that. I like customising. I'm, yes. I'm not bothered about collecting, because if it was a case of you had to collect the outfit, it wouldn't bother me. But if it was something that was just there straight away, and it's like you pick your character... but like you, Rocket League. Yeah, and then you can just pick whatever clothes you want to put on that person. But I'd be up for that. Yeah, because I think that's the sort of way that they're going to take it, because it's not just gun skins they've got. It's like 
you've got these character skins, you've got these accessories, so every season there's going to be a couple more accessories, so you'll want to get all the guns for that season to get that accessory. So it might be like, like I've got the Spartan mask, you know, it's a big gold mask. People in games see me with that mask, go, oh, he's got a mask on. You know, what's he done to get that? And yeah. that's the sort of stuff that keeps me playing. You know, new new stuff all the time. It's you know? funny, things like that keep you, like, you, you aim for them, you go for them, and you wear them and yeah. use them. But I wouldn't use them like because it draws attention to you and it makes you the target. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to shoot like, that guy with a mask. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy with the orange gun, the legendary. Let's all kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, I'd like to see like, items that you can add to your weapons. So you've got a shotgun, but then you can unlock a laser. Or you can change or, scopes and stuff. Yeah, or you, different, yeah, different scopes, sights, extended magazines, things yeah, like that. Good. That would like make your weapons better. And so, if they, so if would they it didn't... make it? Sorry, gents. Would oh, it make on. you more interested in the skins? Because I know you're not interested in the skins. If they said, right, fifty skins and or thirty skins, and you can unlock uh, a double-sized magazine for your gun, would that get you on the trail to start upgrading? Yeah, but then the thing is, I'd be collecting skins, but I wouldn't be using them. I'd just be collecting them to unlock something else. But that's the so... point. I've got thirty skins, but yeah. I'm not using them. Yeah, I'm just collecting you... them because I want to get all the accessories. And once I've got all them accessories, I will either trade them on or I'll break them down for more boxes. Yeah, but I'll the keep thing the ones is, I that, use. It, it doesn't change your gameplay though. So you're you're saving them so you can get a mask, but that mask doesn't change your gameplay. I'm talking about something where you could get a, a bulletproof vest, so it gives you better yeah. armor, or you <laughs> can get something for your gun to make your gun more powerful. Yeah, see, I'm all up for that as long as it's a lot of hard graft and a lot of grinding. I don't like it when people get these things for nothing or microtransactions. I like it, say, yeah, you can get a gun, your favourite gun, you can have double the amount of ammo in it, but you've got to collect 50 skins. And you'll be like, 50 skins, that's loads. Yeah, you don't want pay to that's... win. Exactly. No, not not yeah. pay to win, but well, I suppose it would be in a way because you could buy the skins, can't you? Yeah. What they should do is like XP. So you get your XP... And then when you get to a certain point, it would, yeah, it like... would, yeah, you get to 100, it says, do you want to upgrade to the next gun or do you want to open up an accessory for the gun mm -hmm. you've already got? And then it will give you a list of accessories you could add to that gun. But when, say you pick a sight, you put the sight on your gun, but your XP goes back to zero. You yeah. got to build it up to 100 again to add something else to that gun. Yeah. So you'll build it uh, up your one It's a bit like Call gun. of Duty, isn't it? When you'd have the different levels of completing the game, like getting over your XP. But I mean, yeah. they could they could introduce those things, but without actually yeah. um, making it better for you, if you know what I mean, by like letting you choose a different site. Yeah, the site doesn't make it any stronger, and increasing your magazine size, but reducing your fire rate, so it keeps it balanced. But you're not yeah. actually gaining anything, but you you're suiting your playstyle better. If yeah. you're someone who you know shoots small bursts at someone. So yeah, you're getting that little advantage. You you're want, just yeah. fine-tuning your character to you. Yeah, fine-tuning your guns and whatever in your character, but without making it any stronger. Yeah. See, but I, I would disagree with that because I would think that you're going for a lower gun, but you're adding more to it to balance out with someone who's used their XP to get the better gun. So yeah, instead of it doesn't make your gun any stronger, it just balances the gun in a different way. Like you could make your shotgun shoot like a lot faster like twice the speed but the half, the half the damage yeah but yeah. Then it's like if you XP get a better shotgun that shotgun would be it, it would, would have be better in general yeah, yeah it would have more damage 
because yeah. all the but then um, you could do the same with that make that shoot twice as fast and it does half the damage but still it's doing more damage than the previous one yeah basically in short changes is a lot of hard graft and proving yourself in game in order for a very small bonus over other people so yeah. you haven't paid your way there but you've earned your way there you know makes the difference in my book so out of them 100 people, you've got that 1% of you being that 10% more increased and better than the other people, but you've earned it. You know, and if you played a game for 1,000 hours, you might have done that twice, and you've leveled your gun up twice at like 20%. You've got a 20% increase over other players, so you have got a little bit, but you've earned it because you've played for 2,000 hours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if that, they that... gave you slots like in your gun so you can add two accessories to your gun at any one time but then there's 20 that you can unlock. Rather than mm. you being able to put all 20 on that one gun and having some mammoth gun, you've got these two slots, but you can change between... Yeah, that'd be better. Then you could choose what you're going for, whether you want to go for like increased damage or bigger yeah. clip sizes and stuff. Yeah. See, so, for me, you know, uh, what I'd say is, at the moment, currently in-game, and what they got and what we've played, I find, and this is... Uh, who's leveled up to level 17 with one character of all of you? Yeah. No, well, you no. haven't, Jan, so you're not fully nah. up there yet, and Tom, you're not fully up there yet. I found personal experience with the Shadow. I love using him. I've got to level 17. I've unlocked everything he's got. And now I'm finding myself thinking, I really want to use the Shadow in game, but my other characters ain't all unlocked yet. You know, if they put something in game which allowed me to do anything else to that character, I would just use him constantly and I would up level him up. But, but I've got no reason to at the moment. I'm at level 17. I've got everything he can have. So I'm playing with other characters. Now, I'd prefer it if there was always something to get with that character. So whether it's XP was going to, like, I can go level 25, 26, 27, 28, and I'm going to make no difference. I'm not unlocking any guns. I'm not unlocking anything. You know, even if it said, right, you've unlocked all the guns now, you can unlock a lockbox at the end of every level. Yeah. That, I would carry on playing with my character. But there's nothing. You don't collect anything from that character. Apart from XP. And my XP, what's the point? It's just a number. Yeah. I've played this quite good. It does, um, when you play with a character that's maxed, it gives you 20% of what you would have earned with that character. Yeah. To use on any other character. Yeah. So there's, so it's always a little character. bit of a perk. Yeah. You can use your best character and then chuck your XP on one of your worst ones that you don't like playing that much, but you still want to level. Yeah. Play them as much. Yeah. I, I suppose, in a way, we're just going to have to wait. Uh, and see what they come up with, you know, in the future. Like they said, it's oh, at the moment it's all a bit here, neither here or there. They can push it any direction. It's early access. They can change things. They're still finding bugs. So at the moment, it's what we've got is what is there, but they will be changing it. I should think to to, to fine tune it to how the better suiting is towards every player. You know, when they get the feedback, it's just like when you said about the Windows updates earlier. The bigger the audience, the more people get involved, the more ideas they'll go with. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, um, they, they have to keep it balanced as well because obviously us lot all talking together we've all got our own opinions so they've got to put something in the middle that we all kind of like agree with isn't it you can't yeah. go one way or the other yeah because you lose people or you gain people and yeah. i really like that we've all got different favorite characters yeah, yeah and that just shows things, how balanced it is yeah because yeah. everybody it's not like everyone's gonna be one person you know like you go call of duty or, or battlefield or something like that everybody's gonna be the same person with the same gun yeah because they know it's best yeah, you know? you know, you never see someone being a medic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, before before we stop talking about ballistic overkill, one thing um, I'd like to talk about just before we uh, finish up with talking about it, um, the maps. There's currently there was nine maps and there's now ten, I believe. 
Um, they've just brought one new one out called Reinstate. I suppose you boys haven't played it yet because you haven't been on over the last few days. Because um, it's just recently right come out. It's it's basically it's a map that's like three times the size of any other map. It's like a warehouse, industrial estate sort of factory sort of setting. And but it's good for snipers. It's good, but it's, no, it's good for everything because it's got different buildings to go in. So you can be a sniper in the main building and shoot across the other side, or you can run around outside and stuff and go in different doors. And it is pretty, pretty good map. Um, I haven't played on it for a long time. I've only done probably a couple of matches in it. Um, what, what's your favourite out of all the? I'll, I'll, I'll say the maps quickly. Like you've got Corporate Park, uh, Hollow, Sun, Sun, uh, Sun Square Mall, Knox Museum, Wonder Dome, Citadel, Overhead. Blackfield Hospital and Hakeem Library and a new reinstate. What what's your favourite maps out of you lot? Well what's uh, yours? Library. Mine? Yeah. I have to be honest, I like a few of the maps. One of my favourites is Overhead. And that is basically a load of like you said earlier on, <laughs> it's a load of crates. Yeah, like storage ship, containers. Yeah, shipping shipping container. crates. Yeah. And you've got like a door at each end and you've got shipping containers all over the place in a warehouse. It's quite small it's close quarters, isn't it? It's a very small map. And you can go in and out of these crates, but above each end, you can come out of different doors on different levels, and you can actually go up stairs and up a load of rubble and get onto the like the ceiling of the of the, the warehouse. Now that warehouse along the ceiling's got to run from one end all the way to the other end, so you can run down to their spawn zone or yours along this one path. But if someone comes up the other end, you can they can see you clearly. Um, from up there as well, there's these two. Um, it's called overhead because you've got these two cranes. And they're pretty much take carrying like concrete slabs, and they just move around on their own, like all over the map. Like the cranes go up and down and move, and I just love jumping up there with my sniper rifle because you're always on moving around, even though you're staying still. So you go invisible because you're staying still, but you just hover about at the top of the map and just pick people off as they're running around. It is very easy to get shot from there though. Yeah. But I, I I quite like the idea you can be up top or you can be down on the ground running around. You know. You lot, you lot don't really like that map when I'm in there, do you? No. Yeah. That's all you do. You're up there pretty yeah. much the whole map. If I'm not up there, I'm at the back hiding around the corner. I, I, I've got... I'm starting to realise now in, in certain maps I have a like constant plan. It, I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I just do it. I go to the top. I shoot you from the top when I get shot. I go to the left. I shoot you from the left. Then I go onto the platform. I shoot you from the platform. And then I go back to the top. And, then, and it just ro rotates round. Same as there's the, um, not the library, the library one I like to shoot from the top of, it is... The museum? Is it the museum? I'm not sure if it's the museum. The one with uh, the dome? The dome, I love the sniper rifle in that because I can just pick you all off from the edge. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, corporate no, park. I think one of my favourite ones, I think it might be the museum actually. Uh, it's just all corridors and I can just run around with my sword and I just jump out on people and just cut them up and then run into another door. Jump out, cut them up, <laughs> and run off. What, yeah. what about you lot? What's your favourite map for you, lot? for you guys? One of you lot? Uh, the uh, library. The library? Yeah, because I beat you 7-1 on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just because um, <laughs> I play with a tank, and it's a lot of um, rooms you can go in in and out. And similar to the corridors where you go around with the um, sword, I just have my shotgun out. Someone comes around the corner in the in a room. That's, that's me with my shotgun, and it's a kill. Uh, yeah. So that's that's yeah that's why I like that one. Yeah, no, so like I I do like the the library and the museum like for that reason. Like, I like the corridors, but with Mark, he's always the tank. And yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's slower <laughs> slower moving. So like yeah, corridors are good. But I always go berserker, and then I go double barrel shotgun. 
So if I end up in the you room with him... You always have to reload. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, if I end up in the room with him, one shot, I can take him down. Yeah. But... Before my... someone took you down, then. Yeah, I was going to say, but um, yeah, my favourite map is the the mall, Sun Square Mall. Oh, that drives me mad. <laughs> Why? Bloody music. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, I quite like music. <laughs> 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 that was so funny at yours. We always knew where Jansen was. Yeah, that was yeah. Quite funny. We had a LAN party uh, just just after Christmas, and we was all in the house. We've all got our computers set up and that. And, uh, yeah, Jansen, we've all got headphones on, and Jansen's coming out of his TV. So every time you hear this, doof, 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 everyone's like straight to the shop. <laughs> <Jansen's in there. laughs> Everyone's just lobbing grenades in the shop. Yeah, but it was it's like every time I ran in there, it's like, doof, 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 and then you just see like three or four grenades coming through the windows. But it's funny though, isn't it? Because everybody's got like a certain play style, and it's not like everybody does the same thing. Everybody's got their own individual play style. Like, like the balconies. I've noticed, yeah, I've noticed lots of players that come on and they play because we've actually got a server called Extreme PC UK and for for Ballistic Overkill, and we've got a website on there and everything. The guys have set it up so we've got all our banners and everything like that. It it basically the server runs on the weekends and when we're playing it. If anybody out there wants to play on our server and keep it alive, because basically when you all log off, it just goes dead, doesn't it? And until someone gets back on, mm-hmm. one person in the server and then it fills up again. And so what we've been doing is we've been switching it off. But yeah, going back to what I was saying is, um, I don't know, I can't remember, talking about the bloody server. <laughs> uh, play styles. But yeah, going back to the play styles, you really notice when people come in, because the games are obviously very early at the moment, you get to know a lot of players. You don't know them personally to talk to. You know their names and you see their names in different servers all the time. You know, And it becomes, you know the good players from the bad players. As soon as you see their name, you're like, right, I know I can beat them. And you notice their play style. Like, I know there's there's uh, a couple of people that come in. That I know their actual names. And I've never spoke to them in person. But I, from the game, I know they're going to do certain things. I can read the way they're going to play. And basically, they'll go and do a sniper in the corner. And then there'll be the, the sword. And, and I can sit and pretty much see them and just counteract what they're doing. Because I know how they're playing. But then they'll say the same about you. Because you said that every map I go on, I know exactly what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and now but, we do. But that's the thing that's funny. Because... <laughs> You get in, and from the off, straight away, you know what you're going to do and how you're going to play your game. And you change, you adapt to people that you know. and where they... Like, if Tom's coming in, I know I'm going to go and hide somewhere because he's just going to keep killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. but, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of different maps, and they're very diverse. There's all different types of maps, like outside, inside. There's, like, one called Hollow, which is under the floor, and it's in a science thing. You got there's, 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 They've done quite a lot, and I, I think they will be bringing out a lot more maps over time. But does yeah. anyone else think, like, when you play Citadel, that you never really see anyone? Which one's Citadel? It's the one with the train. Oh, what? the? Oh, I thought that was Hollow, personally. Um, The one where you're underground, like, in the science lab. Yeah, because it's easy to get lost as well, because you spawn in a place, and then you run out, and then you end up back where you start, and you think, yeah, hold on a yeah. minute, what I'm running around is, in circles. It's because there's, <laughs> like, one little tunnel that goes from one side to the other. Because if you look at all the maps, they're pretty much a map cut in half and pasted together. So yeah. what you've got your half of the map, they've got the same... And sometimes it's not actually cut in half. It's like it'll be a swirly map and a swirly map the other side, like a yin-yang sort of thing. And there'll be connecting paths in the middle, which take you from one side to the other. And if you actually look around, the map's exactly the same, but it's just a different colour on their side. Yeah. Like what your corridor will be red and they'll be white. Um, 
But yeah, what you're saying is, it's like you run around in that map. You can run around for ages. And then you think, hold on, I'm not seeing anyone. And what it is, because you've got to go down through the pathway that goes to the other side. Yeah. That map took a lot of doing, though, didn't it? A lot to mm. make that map. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of detail in that map. And there are a lot of detail in the maps, you know? Is there, is there anything to this game that you would like to see coming in or maps you'd like to see or anything like that? Take that as a load in. Losers. I'd like to see an airport map. No. That's been know, done. It's been done loads times. of times, but I like mm. airport maps. Go back to Call of Duty. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know you all love that map when you used to shoot through the front of the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you're on the other side on the roof on of top that of thing. The, yeah. Crawling on top of the lockers or whatever it is. Yeah, that's Shooting it, out yeah. the window. <laughs> Not the Tommy Plaza. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they'd had one where it's like a tower block where you've got loads of levels. So That'd the, be quite cool. Yeah, That'd be each, fantastic, yeah. Each level's not that big, but you've got it's on like four stories and then have a lift in the middle where a you can go up at and the down top the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. And then the top is like the top of the building, so you can fall off the side. Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that brings us to the end. This game, I've got overall, yeah, this game's got very, very high ratings. You know, everybody I've come across that plays this game loves it. And people that play it generally play it for a long time. It's not like you just play it five minutes and get off. It is actually really, really impressive the way they've done it. You know, uh, and they sort of going on saying... We've got to see how it goes, you know, we've got to get more sales and whatever. But I personally think that this game is going to get there and it's going to be very, very big game. I, I, no doubt about it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree because we've all got into it and loved it straight away. There was no, like, it's grown on me. We all picked it up and pretty much played Got hours of it. it. Yeah, yeah. None, yes. none of us went, mm, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. we, we all, all went and jumped in. This well, good. This is well good. I think for about two weeks solid, we were just like, everybody on tonight, let's all play again. Yeah. Um, it, it did take me a little while to get the server up and running. And they just put all the passwords and stuff like that on. But we've got an open server, so it doesn't matter anyway. But I, I do like the idea of we've got our banner on the actual server. So you can get to our website from the server, which is a really nice touch. One thing I'd like to see is the game at the moment has to be connected to internet connection. So if we were to do like at the show, we what we wanted to do we do an offline LAN at, at the show, so people we'll have set up 10 computers and people can come and we can all play Ballistic Overkill together. But you, sadly, you do need an internet connection at all the time to be able to play this game. So it, it's not like we could do a LAN party in a private area. It has to be internet connected. But um, yeah, if anyone listening wants to get into Ballistic Overkill with us, you know, just give us a message on Steam. And also feel free at any point to, to message me, Extreme PC UK on Steam. If you, want, if you want to get on Ballistic Overkill on our server... Just text me saying, I'm going to go on Ballistic Overkill. Can you set this, Can you put the server on? And I'll switch it on, and I'll just leave it running. The only only reason I switched it off really is because when we do tend to get out, say us five drop out, the rest of the server drop out as well because only a couple of people left, if you know what I mean. And I, I just don't see... I, I'm not going to leave the computer running when there's no one on the server. So, you know, anyone wants to get in there. It's, it's server's based in London. Uh, they haven't got any other London servers running that I know of, so it would be the best ping for you as well. So anyone in London wants to play it, or, or France, or wherever, close by, just give us a message on Steam and I'll switch the server on. I can leave it on 24 hours a day if, if, if it's busy. But yeah, apart from that, that's Ballistic Overkill. It's only 4 at the moment, and that's bargains for, for the price. Don't you think? Yeah, for what you get, it's actually a really yeah. good price. I'm yeah. well happy with that. When yeah. this comes out of early access, I can easily see it going between 10 and 20 quid easily. You know, yeah. 
I don't know what the price of it will be, but my recommendations, I'd, I'd say I'd happily pay 15 quid for this, 14.99, uh, and be perfectly happy with it, you know? So, yeah, check it out, Blister Go Kill. Send us in some information about what you think of it, if you played it, what you like about it, and stuff like that, and uh, we'll do a little follow-up next week, if, next month, if, if you've got anything to say about it. Right, uh, that takes us to the end of the game section, because we're pretty much, we're just doing a special on Blister Go Kill, because we love it so much. Um, I believe, Mark, before we go on to the community next shows, you're going to talk a little bit about what you got up to over Christmas, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned in the podcast, Christmas podcast, I was looking to do a few upgrades and wasn't too sure what I was leaning towards. I think my memory serves me right. I was going to go with your chip. But, yeah, 5820K. Yeah, but I was a little bit impatient. And and the prices have skyrocketed, haven't they? They have, and when I uh, factored in getting a new motherboard as well, I just thought, let's just keep... Initially, I thought, let's keep the motherboard I've got. So the first yeah. upgrade I did was um, going from the i5-6400 uh, up to the 6700K. Yeah, because that was 2.7, wasn't it? Quad-core. 2.7, yeah. And you was yeah. having real issues with streaming at the same time as, as playing a game with that chip. Yeah, it just wasn't powerful enough. It, uh, I've got to give it, though. That chip is powerful enough to play. If you're not streaming or anything, you're just playing games, it will run yeah. all of your graphics cards all right nicely, but you want more. Yeah. Yeah. Greedy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> With it being my first PC as well, I, I just didn't know what to expect, uh, what the chip would do. As you say, like when I wasn't on, uh, on, on the stream, running absolutely, running absolutely fine. So the 6700K was the first upgrade I did, and then I just got the bug for upgrading. So yeah, you got that at quite a good price as well, didn't you? Because you got the the 6700K second hand, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I got it for about two hundred and twenty pounds, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to recover a hundred pounds for my sixty-four hundred, so it was an upgrade for really one hundred twenty pounds yeah. difference. Yeah. So, you, so you got That's your new mother, is it? Because like yeah. I, when I bought mine, not long after you got yours, I think I paid three hundred and thirty for mine. Yeah. The was thing is, new? though. Yeah. Where he bought it from was what shocked me. When he got it, he got that. How much was six seven hundred k? You got two hundred and twenty quid. Two hundred and twenty quid. I got 100 quid back for my uh, 6400. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Cool. So you got your new motherboard, you got your new processor, you put it in, and then, yeah. Jansen. Oh, I haven't the told f- them what my motherboard is. <laughs> um, <laughs> jumping again. Um, yeah, so then we realized, me and Nick, uh, well, because I'm new to overclocking, Nick was talking me through what I could do with the 6700K. So we tried overclocking on my micro motherboard. Yeah, your, and, your original board. Yeah, we went through all the BIOS and tried to like... And that was absolutely crap. It was. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get for a £60 motherboard. What yeah. motherboard was it? It was just some... The, the guy that built his computer, basically, he um got a computer off one of these sites where they just throw, knock together like a cheap computer with cheap parts in it. And he had a 60 quid motherboard. You can't overclock anything. You can't do half the settings in there. They're all locked out. Yeah, and he was pretty much stuck with what he got. It's all right if you just want to have basic graphics card and play normally, but he couldn't do anything. Like there was no no tuning whatsoever on that motherboard. So no. No. I said to him, "There's no point buying a six seven hundred K if you're not going to overclock it." So yeah, yeah, you, know, you went with the motherboard, which was the Asus Maximus Hero Eight. So it's a Z one seventy motherboard, and again, I got that for a good price. Got it from Overclockers. Uh, they basically do a clearance section so people that have ordered parts from them brand new and may 
return them because of change of mind, um, something that wasn't working on it. But what they do is test it before they resell it, making sure it's a fully operating product. And you get a free bag of sweets. And you get a free bag of sweets. Uh, Jansen's got loads of sweets at the moment, I bet. He's got packs of Haribo everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite a good gesture, though, isn't it? When you open up the box, you're like, oh, there's a pack of sweets in here. Yeah. <laughs> it put a smile on my face. Yeah, when I got all my water cooling stuff to do my um, water cool build, I was ordering loads and loads of parts, and I was just having packs of Haribo all over the bedroom. Because <laughs> you sort of put the computer together, you're like, look at it, and you're like, oh, I have another sweet, I have another one. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just my house anyway, your sweets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you got into the overclocking. At first, you was a bit like, mm, I'm scared to touch anything. But I sort of gave him a little lesson about not to take the heat too high, not yeah. to put the voltages up more than the recommended amount. And you sort of played away at it for, got addicted for quite a few days, really, didn't you? Yeah, it's addictive because you think, oh, I could just push like a little bit more out of it. Let's try and get a little bit more juice. Let's then do a benchmark, see how many points that increases it by. Yeah. Um, but I got it stable. So it's, it's a 4 gigahertz processor as standard. I got it stable to 4.7 at 1.42 volts, I think. Yeah, they are um, known to go higher than that, but you need to do a bit more tweaking, a bit more in depth. Yeah. But uh, for your level, it's pretty good. Yeah. So we, we did kind of like have to reset the BIOS when I tried to put it to one uh, 4.8 gig, just kind of broke it. Um, you know? But that does put yeah. into, like like I keep saying about my 5820K, that does put into like putting them against each other. I've had my 5820K, which is six core, at 4.9, and Tom's had his at 5.1. Yeah. Which is <laughs> massive difference. That's when he got well scared, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he didn't touch it again for ages. And then about, I don't know, three weeks ago, which is obviously like eight months later than when he first got it, he's like, Nick, can you redo my BIOS so that I can overclock it again? I was like, ah, see? <laughs> I knew it would come out sooner or later. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so you got it to 4.8. So now you can stream and play games at the same time. Stream, play games. Yeah. And the overclocking just got a bit of a bug. I then started to overclock my RAM. Yeah. Um, but then I got started to get problems with Windows, so I had to reset everything. Yeah, uh, the RAM can give you some weird-ass problems. It was it was really strange. My mouse wasn't clicking. It yeah. was just, like, frozen. And... But that's the thing. When you overclock the RAM too much, sometimes you don't know. You just don't think about what it could be. And, like, I've had it before where icons just disappear. Yeah. Or you get a little flicker in the corner of the screen or something. You're like, what's going on here? You know, and I've yeah. had it before where I thought I've reset my BIOS when I really haven't, but I thought I had, and I'm getting little issues, and I'm like, something's not right here. <laughs> <laughs> For ages, I look at the BIOS, I'm like, oh, it's all well highly overclocked, <laughs> and it's like all freaking out. But isn't it like with the RAM, like certain like sticks of RAM are better for overclocking, like the Dominator Platinum, like yeah. they say that that's that's been engineered to be overclocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the motherboards now, like you'll see in yours, Mark, if you go into your motherboard settings and you go to where the RAM section is, there'll mm. be a profiling section and it will actually tell you the code of your RAM. So it will say like um, rip jaw, this code, blah, blah, blah. It can be taken up to, you click the button, it'll go 3,300. Yeah. Even though your motherboard's saying it's meant to be lower, it will take, it'll have that programmed into it. And you can, on the, on the gaming motherboards especially, they have each set of RAM specified at what it can go up to pre-overclocked yeah. and uh, so that's quite a nice thing but yeah, yeah so you, you got well into the overclocking you got stuck into doing heaven benchmark and what was the other one you're using fire strike or well, you got fire a new strike. one now haven't you 
You got the it new one. DX, they got the DX. The Direct 12 version, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good, good to learn it. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, I always uh, find with overclocking, I get well into it. I get well addicted to it. Then you go around a section where you start asking everybody their scores to see if you can beat them and tweak it a bit more. <laughs> and then you get to the point where you're right at the high level and you keep yeah. one little tweak and that's it, reset the BIOS. And then you have to go back in, reset it. And then after a day of that, you're like, oh, I can't be bothered with this now. Keep <laughs> resetting the computer and starting again. And what the problem is, like we've got onto overclocking my graphics card as well. And you would you tweak that, tweak it, and then run the benchmarks but when, when it comes to play a game it just freaks out and you have to then reset it back to stop so yeah, all that work you've done it's just for the benchmark and when it actually comes to play games you're like oh i've got to put it back to stop now because it decides to cry when i try and play a game on an overclock card <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i said to you, it's different for each games and things yeah they can all take different amounts and it's annoying so you have to get a really good stable overclock on on your graphics card and your cpu and all that so that when you're playing these games, all of them run rather than you play mm. one. Like I know GTA, I can put up much higher, but then if I play any other game, it crashes straight away. I don't know why that is if I'm right on a high level. So now I know I've got a profile. Click that profile, play GTA, really high frames, really good. You know, afterwards, reset it back, play a different game. But yeah. that is a bit long, but if you want to go like right to the top of the limit, then that's what you can do. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I've got other um, upgrades I want to do. I'm looking at doing my... Uh case and power supply next yeah and then and hopefully then you're pretty much there then isn't you? you've got top end yeah that'll be it except for they just bought the new motherboards well. out <laughs> yeah well i've been i've been eyeing at 1440p next but well, let's just calm down a little bit i think yeah that's it so easy man it's so easy like i have people that say look i want to build a computer for about six to eight hundred quid and i'm like all right then mm. so i go through the parts i go well if you go 10 pound up on this oh yeah 10 pound up mm. on that bit oh 10 pound up on this bit as well we can get the next one up before you know it, they're on a fifteen hundred pound computer. Yeah, and they're like, "We need to tone it down a bit. What can I take away to make my month price come down again?" Yeah, but that that's been my case, isn't it? Where I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm going to build a computer from scratch, so I'm going to try and keep the budget down." And like, yeah, you buy one thing, and then you're like, "Yeah, well, if I buy that, I'm going to get this." And then but don't you think this, it's I'm mad how you that. sell it to yourself? Yeah, yeah, you convince <laughs> yourself that like it's worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> You start off looking at a processor that's like 100 quid, and then you're like, hmm, but if I did get the 400 pound one, you know, and you forget, it's like the whole worth of money just disappears out of your head. It's yeah. just a number now. It's like 400, yeah. 400 for that. You go out, you buy them parts, or you go to order them parts online, and you look, and you know, wow, I'm about to spend two grand. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with me, what I did is I spread it over a couple of months. So rather than having to put everything in one yeah, um, I couldn't wait shopping that basket, but that, that's the way I could do it. Otherwise, if I saw that number, then I'd be like, no, nah, that's too much. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd start downgrading on stuff. So instead of selling it to yourself, you sold it to yourself and then you've lied to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made yourself feel better. Yeah, but then that's why I think, well, like, I can spend like 300 quid on RAM because... Does your missus know how much you've spent on this build? No. Does she know how much half of this money is on the build? No. Quarter? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably about a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why when you spread it out over time, it doesn't look so bad. But like, if you get like a van turn up and then it's got like fifty boxes and you're opening all this stuff, then it's a bit like, what? Where did all this stuff come from? How much did that cost? Yeah. 
It's when the cane comes out. <laughs> but yeah, as, as we've moved on and we're talking about yours, you might as well talk about your update, what you've got, because you were doing that amazing build and uh, I believe you ran into some issues. Yeah, because um, like, I got the graphics card I wanted and... You got the case, didn't you, the special yeah, one? Yeah, and so far, everything I've bought has been exactly what I've wanted. It's all been yeah. fine. Um, and then I've got the case and the case was one of the first things I bought, but I never actually took it out of the box because I didn't need to. And when I actually got the parts and I was like, yeah, I can start putting it in the case. After I set it all up, uh, I couldn't get the side of the case on because the uh, graphics card was too big. So it was pushed right up against the window. Yeah, but that's fair enough. And that's, that's not good. So we just spoke about what you can do. And we come up with the idea, either one, we could cut it out so the actual graphics card is sitting, looking out the front of the case for a hole. Or yeah. two, you can change the case. But... What did you think of that case? Because you loved that case to start with. Yeah, well, the, the case I went for is the Thermal Take View 27, and it's the one with the gullwing window. So yeah, it the, curves. the glass goes all the way down, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it curves right round to the top, so you can see through the top-hand side. And when I saw the pictures of the case, like it's straight away in my head. When I saw that, I knew exactly what I was going to do for my build with that case. And when I got it, I was like... This case is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was so disappointed with the build quality of it. As soon as I took it out of the box, it was like picking up a cardboard box. It was it that flimsy. light. Yeah. It, it, it's like when you've got the side on and everything, like it's, it's still, even then, like it's not that sturdy so you've got two and, grand's worth of bits inside this flimsy box yeah and the thing <laughs> is when i bought the case it was 60 quid and i thought well it, it's not it's not a 200 pound case but it's not a 10 pound case so i yeah. thought yeah. like yeah it's it's not going to be like made of aluminium and like have tempered glass or anything like that but i did think that it would be an okay case because the case i had before that was the fractal I think it's the R3. and Pretty solid, that case. Yeah, that, that's an amazing case. And I, I think I paid 80 quid for that. And it's built like a tank. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I got this case out of the box, like taking the panels off, none of the panels sit right. So when you, when it's all closed, all the lines are off. Oh, so I you, couldn't have that. Nah, it's like I'm, I'm there with a hammer, like knocking in corners. And when I put the graphics card in... With this case, you can have it like standing upright. But when I put it, the graphics card in that upright slot, you then can't fit the HDMI cable in the back because they haven't given you enough room. Do you know what? Stuff like that just really, really gets on my nerves. Yeah. You know what? I had Zach over the other day and he brought his computer with me. He's like, Nick, can you um, put it into another case for me? And he bought like a cheap £25 Bitfenix case. They're all right. You know what? I used to have the server in the same one. Yeah. And he had to, he's got like... um. Uh, micro ITX motherboard it's a tiny little thing and so I was like yeah we'll put it all in and when I opened up his case because he had a Bitfenix case at the start I was like looks a bit mad in there with the cables like because they're in a door so I take it out put it in a new one and I, as I put it in I think I look at it I think hold on a minute the 24 pin like the ATX pin yeah is at the top of the motherboard mm. and I'm like I can't fit any of the other cables in now <laughs> nothing nothing was long enough yeah and so I, he's, he's buying a new case again now because it was just so so cheap but you get a cheap case and you do come up with these issues because it's not thought out, it's just thrown together. Yeah. That case looks like it's been done for the window and that's it. 
Yeah, but I always think to myself, why put such a bold feature on such a cheap case? Yeah. And the the thing is, it's like, I thought, look, like some things aren't working out. Maybe I can modify them. But as I'm going through it, it's like it was just problem after problem. It's like things don't fit. And like it's just little things like when I mount the uh, SSD, it's upside down. So where it's got Samsung written on it, it's written upside down. But <laughs> they they could have chosen to put the holes for the cables either on the left or right. And yeah. they chose to put it on the right to make it upside down. It's just but little things like that. They can always like make that. it like universal as well, so they can go both ends. Yeah, exactly. Put put a hole on either side. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, all the holes um, for the cables, there's no grommets on anything. So it's all <laughs> open holes. So a lot of the time you can see like cables passing. Running through the back. Yeah. Oh, that annoy me. But there, there's no good feature about this case at all. It's, I could barely fit my power supply in, and that's not even big. The, you just see it at home getting stressed out. <laughs> yeah, even the window on it, it's really flimsy like perspex and it's easily scratched and all the mounting points for the perspex, you can really see them when you look yeah. in the window. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Now, you, I didn't like the case. I remember I said to you at the beginning, I don't like that case with a window on it anyway, but you was like, I'm going to make it look amazing. So I was like, oh, I'll see what you can do. But when you came back and told me all that, for a £60 case, normally... Like, I, do, I use a lot of them Zalman Z11 cases, which is a £60 case, and they started off at £35 and they went up to £60, but they're solid. Yeah. You, know, you could pick it up by the front of it and it would just stay in your hand. You wouldn't drop, it wouldn't bend, it wouldn't break. But yeah. Yeah, the build quality is something that's... Like, even if they just made everything a little bit thicker, it'd feel a lot better, but they've yeah. obviously gone cheap as possible. And the thing is, it probably is like a, a £20 case and they've just put this curved window on it. Mm. So if you took that window out... That case would be nothing. Like there's there's no other features on this case. The only thing is that you can mount the graphics card like vertically, but even that, it's almost like don't think properly. You, don't look yeah, right. You, you think to yourself, did you you actually put a graphics card in here and look at that and think, yeah, that's fine, even though it's touching the window and I can't <laughs> fit my cables in the back. That'll do. Yeah, it's like. It's like they've made it and it's not been tested properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you doing now then? You're gonna you bought a new you're buying a new case and you're gonna redo back to the drawing board. Yeah. So it kind of it was a bit like disheartening because like having that gold wing door was like a huge part of the way I was gonna lay out the interior. Yeah. But what I'm gonna go for instead is a, a Leanne Lee a PC O10 case. And how does that look? I don't know that. Uh, it, it's basically like a a block, like there's no curves to it on the outside. It's it's real like right angles, like yeah. flat surfaces, yeah. and one third is um, like all the metal with the buttons, like reset and power buttons on it. And then the next two thirds is all glass, and it's all tempered glass. Yeah, so, so that's nice. Yeah, so you've got that like full glass side on one side and two yeah, thirds I think off the front anyway yeah so, so it, they do another case like that where the front is like half metal half glass but it's really wide and that metal side of it is all hollow so you can hide your psu and all your cabling uh, extra like hard drives and stuff like that 
all yeah. the things you don't want it, to it's see. It's always good to have extra space, though, down the bottom, because yeah. I find with SSDs and stuff like that, you can always just whack a few in these gaps. Yeah, and then that's why with this, what they've done, rather than giving you that bulk at the bottom, they've given it to you on the side. But then when you look at the front of the case, it's quite wide, but like two thirds of it is glass. So you can see straight down it and down the side, and then yeah. everything's hidden in the other part of it. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what you come up with now. We'll all have images in our head until you've sorted it. Yeah. Ho hopefully you don't get no more problems. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like I've researched this case and uh, I can get a vertical graphics card in there as well. And like they've got a whole system, like mounting system as well. So it'd be easy like to like reposition it if it needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's because I kind of scrapped the idea with this original case it kind of like inspired me to, to come up with something new for the new yeah. case yeah. and i feel like what i'm going to do now is probably going to be a lot more impressive than what i was going to do with this other case that's good can't wait to see it i was going to say to people as well anyone listening um if you want to see the pictures of the case the flimsy one with the gullwing door on my instagram extreme pc uk there's a few pictures of his graphics card and they're all at the top of the of the actual instagram check it out and you'll see what we mean he's got his graphics card in there his motherboard and the case and stuff like that and it says on there that we'll be taking it forward changing it and stuff like that but yeah so you two have had a pretty busy time with your uh upgrades and overclocking yeah. and stuff it's good to hear good to hear man so uh right should we get on to the community extras and then we'll get into the questions and uh go from there yeah, yeah. i'd like to say for the community we've all been playing gta 5 um, we've got a group on there called Extreme PC UK. If anyone wants to join it, just have it, send an invite and we'll uh, add you on there because we're trying to build up a big thing. At the moment, we've got like, I think we've just got a motorbike hub and uh, so we're starting to get up to like 50k missions now, which is pretty good. Um, we, like I said earlier, we've got a ballistic overkill server. You just got to give us a text, say, look, can you put the server on and uh, we'll put it on for you. And apart from that, it's time for some questions. You all ready for some questions, boys? Yep. Yeah. Right, what I'll do is I'll read them out and then we'll do each one bit by bit. I think a couple of them tie in with the old chair thing from last show. We're talking yeah. about how crappy our chair is. <laughs> and uh, it's quite funny because it's a, a subject that a lot of people can probably relate to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, right. The first question's from Nicola. And uh, he says, Greetings, I was having some problems as I was planning to build my new PC. I can't decide which power supply to get. I was researching on the internet a bit and I calculated my power supply usage on different internet pages and all of them showed different results. Could you please tell me if you know which power supply I should use for my PC build? I was thinking of 850 watt, but could you tell me the exact power I should use if 850 is enough for my PC or not? He says, thanks and happy new year in advance. And he has listed his specs as well, so I'll read them out quickly. Um, he's got an Acer Z170A ATX DDR4 II um memory he's got an i5 6600k he's got a, uh, which is skylake as you know he's got a cooler master hyper 212 evo cpo cooler and then he's listed his fans and stuff and he's got a gtx 1070 8 gigabyte um yeah. strix overclocked edition so he's got you pretty much he's up there with with a decent build and that um personally for me them sites have you ever been on them sites or have you not never seen them yeah, no, I've been on one before. You go in there and it says what SSD have you got, what how many fans you got, how many this have you got. Yeah. And it got so much stuff listed. But to be totally honest, for that build, 
850, yeah, that's good, that's great. If you if you've got the money to buy the 850, do it. But it is overkill for what for what you need. I'd say you'd get away with. I'd go. I'd go with 600 on that on that build. What well, have you got in yours, Mark? Well, I was about to say I had a similar sort of build. It was on 250 at the moment. Um, I had 64. Well, I've got my 6700K in there now. I've got a 1060, so not the 1070. I know the 1070 uses more juice than the 1060, and yeah, I'm running on. A, and I'm running on a 350 watt. So I was going to say you could probably get away with 500 watts. Yeah, see, that's what I say. I always say 500 watts get away with, but if you can, I like me in my computer, I've got a thousand watt, but because I want to make sure I've got room for upgrades, I've got room for a second card and stuff like that. So if you if you can go for the 850 and you want to go for the 850. And you've got the cash for that, do it. Because if you can put a second graphics card in, you know, you can have a lot of extra uh, like hard drives put in, you know, you're 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 gonna be you're gonna have sufficient power there. Um but if you're on a tight schedule, yeah, you could probably go down to five hundred. I'd say six hundred would be be safe. Um but yeah, your computer's not gonna be using anywhere near that sort of power. This is talking like major peak times when all your games are running and things are overclocked yeah. and stuff like that. So Yeah, because yeah. it, it looks like a pretty standard like gaming setup that he's got there's nothing on there that is like extreme so yeah. you don't really well, need to go for an extreme uh, yeah issue. i have a wattage thing on my on my uh, plug yeah so i can tell what the watts are and uh when i used to have two r9 290s and they said that they ran at 350 watts each i had that and all obviously my cpu and everything at the time and i think i only ever saw my computer use up to 600 watt at one point and that was with everything overclocked it didn't because obviously they tell you the most extreme case, don't they? Yeah. You know, they don't tell you what everything's going to be doing all the time. They tell you the extreme case. And well, the so, thing yeah. is, like, you, you do get some specs that will say like, um, like idle and peak, and it might say that yeah. it, it will peak at 300, but it idles at about like 150, 200, something like that. Yeah. But it's the same with like the PSU. Like, if you're going for an 850. Is that an 850 peak? Because that probably isn't 850 true power. That probably is like a 600 watt PSU that can peak at 850. It won't run constantly at 850. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've said this to you before. For me, when I go for a PSU, I always go for Corsair. And there's one main reason why I do that. And that's purely because, I don't know if you guys have told you this before. Have you ever seen the little the little grid on the side of your PSU? Yeah. And it's no. got like 12 volt and it has a little section underneath it and whatever voltage. Basically, a Corsair power supply, when that tells you the wattage on it, it will tell you the wattage and the amps for the 12 volt rail. And that's the thing that, to me, which is the most important because you need to make sure, not so much anymore, but back before when it was like the higher powered graphics cards, because they tell you, like like Zach, he bought a power supply and it said it was 500 watt. So he, he got the standard wattage for what his computer build would have took. So he got his 500 watt, he put a graphics card in there, playing a computer, computer kept switching off. And he said, I've got a 500 watt power supply. And it was a cheap one. Anyway, I looked at it, looked at the grid on the side of it, and it wasn't 500 watt. It was 500 watt in total of all the voltages and yeah. wattages from all the different, like... Um, all the rails added together. Yeah. And so if you look at a Corsair one, if they say 500 watt on the front, that's what it takes on that rail, like on, yeah. the, on the graphics card 12 volt rail. So, you know, I always go for them for that reason, because if it says it on the box, if you want to be straight and simple, I need a 500 watt power supply, Corsair, 500 watt, you know it's going to do the power. 
you know? But if you go for these cheaper ones, they you get them, and when you use them, it doesn't add up to that much power, and you, you lack power. Yeah, because this so. is what I was going to say as well, that you, you can't always just go on the fact that it says it's this wattage, because you need to know a bit more than that. Yeah. And like you were saying, like you will get like dedicated rails on there as well, and then you need to know what the overall power is and what the power is per rail and yeah, things like that. Some have one rail and some have two. Yeah. And uh, and you can use the single one. If you get single one with more, it goes by the amperage as well. So it does go a little bit deeper. No, but to be honest, you know, like I said, if you go with Corsair, whatever you get, if it's got the, if it says 500 watt, you don't really need to check it out. It, you know it's going to be powerful enough and sufficient, you know? And the other thing as well is it's the build quality of a power supply because the power that you put into your PC is really important. And it's probably a lot more important than people think. They just yeah. think if it's got power, that's good enough. But it's how well it distributes it. It, it distributes the power, and that's why you have like efficiency ratings, and you have like the gold, uh, platinum, yeah. titanium, and all of that, because the efficiency of the power that goes into your PC, how it gets from the wall into your graphics card, is really important. And yes, it's like if you're if you're overclocking a chip, it needs to have that power there. And, yeah. and so a good power supply will supply that power to the right place at the right time constantly as well yeah. and it's the components that they use in it and a lot of the like capacitors and stuff like that are the best ones come from japan yeah so a lot of power supplies they will uh, say that they have um japanese made capacitors because they are usually like the, the higher quality. quality ones um, and yeah if you get one of these unknown brands and you're paying like a bottom dollar for it the components inside aren't going to be that great so yeah. you could get a thousand watt psu with really crap components and you buy it for 50 quid and it might last you a couple of months and it all the stuff in your pc is going to run poorly because it's not getting the power it needs when it needs it yeah another thing as well um and you probably experience this yourself if you get say you've got a thousand watt power supplier uh, a good quality make here and then you've got a thousand watt cheap make, the weight of them is totally different because of the quality of parts inside. Yeah. You know, if your power supply is generally really, really light, it's pretty cheap and crap because yeah. you can tell by the weight of it that it's, it's got the good, the good shit in there. Yeah. Even the fan that they put inside, like they, a better quality uh, PSU will have like a hydro bearing or like ball bearing um fan inside rather than one of these cheap ones yeah and, and that's important because when it gets hot you need a decent fan to cool it and you want that to be quiet and you want it to be efficient yeah yeah so i, th I think we covered all that you know I yeah we covered we've, i think we've given yeah. everybody <laughs> i think we went a bit into like uh i don't know moaning moaning at people <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, get into a power supply and stop. Yeah, at the end of the day, get the best power supply you can for your money. Not I can sum it up. Yeah, don't go for the highest wattage. Go for the best quality. One one question I've got, and because I'm looking at power supplies and I'm not really too well knowledgeable about them, is difference between fully modular, semi-modular, and just like a well, standard, normal, yeah. yeah, normal standard one. We'll have all of the cables coming out of it. You can't you can't unplug them at all. Yeah, they they're yeah. built into the mother into the power supply. You can't do nothing with them. Uh, they're all standard length. That's it. 
if you get a semi-modular, the 24-pin, the big cable, the one with a yeah. big plug, come, is wired in. You can't take it out, but the rest of them you can take out and use the wires you need. Fully modular is when all of the cables come off the power supply. It's just a box, and you plug the cables in you need, including the 24-pin. The so what's the benefit of the set between semi-modular and fully modular? Because you're going to need the 24-pin plugged in anyway. So yeah. No, no, it's not necessarily true because what it is, some people will do builds and they will do builds that are fully color coded. So you can buy a whole colored kit. For, so let's say I get a thousand watts of power supply. Yeah. I can then go to Corsair and say, right, I want them all in yellow. They'll give me all the cables in yellow. Right. If you have that, the semi-modular and you want to color code it, you have to put extensions on the cables. And that's just a pain in the ass because you've got like a meter long cable at this point. Yeah all raveled up in the back of your computer yeah. and then just have a little yellow bit on the end. Okay, so fully modular if you want to fully customise the appearance and like make yeah. it all super-duper, but if you're not bothered about that, then... You can go for semi-modular and you can sleeve it yourself, yeah. but uh, what's the point? You know, if, if you're, you're going, that, if you're going that far, just pay for it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and modular is good because you can take out the cables that you're not using and don't have like bunches of cables that you're trying to hide yeah so your ma cable management's a little bit easier with yeah. a fully modular lot is it a little bit easier it's better in all ways because when you're building the computer you can put the power supply in the bottom put all the components in and then you can see i only need like because a lot of the time now you don't use molex do you because you they're only for old hard drives and stuff and lights and things mm. like that fans but a lot of the stuff you time now you can get away with doing a build without the molex in there so why do you want two two sets of cables in there which are not getting used. If you can just unplug them and take them away, that's a whole hassle out of your... If it's a small small mini ITX build or something, there's not that much space in there. Yeah. You know? Helps but, a bit with uh, airflow as well. Yeah, because the heat coming out of it and all these cables bunched around it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, to sum it all up for me is, you get what you pay for. Yeah. If, you get, if you're paying 50 quid for a 1,000 watt PSU, trust me, it's not going to last very long. And I wouldn't trust it with your components either. But um, yeah. I always swear by uh, Corsair because their power supplies have never let me down. And I think they've got like a seven-year warranty on them as well now. It's like stupid warranties, you know? And but yeah. A lot of them are gold and uh, yeah, silver gold and, and platinum, gold. Yeah. 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 Right, let's move on. The next question of the day uh, leads back into a little bit. Uh, remember we were talking about the gaming chairs and that? Yeah. It goes a little bit into that. So, uh, And that was from Zool last month. Right, this one's from Robert, and he says, Hi, one and all. As I don't know who's going to read this, I'm after a little advice on my PC. At the moment, I've got two kids, a mortgage, and that doesn't mean I have a single man's amount of money, but it's time for this PC to be upgraded. I just want some advice if I should keep some bits or change them. Firstly, it's going to have to be anything AMD, as price is uh, it's all gaming and nothing else, and I'm assuming it's like it's pretty hard on the price. I have monitors and peripherals, etc., so it's mainly just rig upgrade upgrades. The parts list is included below. Uh, it's got an AMD FX6300 processor, ASRock 970 Extreme 3 motherboard, Gigabyte WinForce R928E graphics card, 8GB of RAM, uh, G-Skill Rip Jaws, and 215GB solid-state drive. Uh, Barracuda hard drive, he says he thinks that's the brand. Power supply is fine. The case is a Bitfenix Neos, but I need a bigger case, and he knows that because the heat's terrible. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Also, I've just listened to the episode with the display built into one side uh, of the case, and just to look today at Facebook and seen that iBuyPower have just released a case called Snowblind 
doing the same thing and he's given us a link that we'll put in so you can have a look at that and uh yeah we actually found it out as well didn't we jance yeah <laughs> jansen, jansen comes up with an amazing design and then a crystal clear one comes out but there is a big difference jansen's is handmade and their one's 600 pound so uh yeah. big yeah, difference if you go on their website and you uh, pre-order one of their snow blind cases their lowest build their most budget build in that case is i think uh 1200 pound yeah yeah but we'll talk about it in a minute anyway and he says uh p.s i heard about the chair discussion as well and the dx racer do chairs as well as the car firm noble have started doing a line of luxury pc chairs he says he's a welder by job so he did the same thing that we said on the episode of mounting his car chair to a swivel base um, and then he says, lol, right guys, cheers for the podcast. Add me on Steam as Wolfsaber226. I'm an avid CSGO player, probably with both accounts together. I've played around 2,000 hours plus. Thanks for your time. So yeah, um, do you know what? With this build, for me, I would say all or nothing. Either go for it and just build a whole new computer with like uh, a new processor and everything, or if not, just get a graphics card. What do you reckon? Yeah, if he... If he wants to stick with amd as well now's a good time to go and try out some of the new amd stuff like go for like the ryzen uh processor yeah and... we don't know the prices of that stuff yet yeah he I mean, said like he said he's on a really tight budget yeah that's the thing because it's like um like what way do you go isn't it because it's like yeah. everyone's always on a budget aren't they but it's like what is your budget because if he just wants to upgrade like his motherboard and processor then he could probably go for it but if he's going like, yeah but he did state up, he did state it's just for gaming so in my eyes straight away i write everything off because that processor and motherboard is pretty high clocked anywhere already so it's not like that motherboard uh, mm. and processor can't run any card mm. so personally for me i would get rid of the r9 280 and i would bring in just a new nvidia graphics card that's what i do you know 1060 1070 you know you're going to spend a few hundred quid a couple of hundred quid your computer's going to be back up to top spec playing with games you're done you know it's going to last you a couple of years don't worry about it yeah you know and then you know after that i this is personal opinion but i i don't really go with amd i always go with intel i find a much more solid lower power cooler running stuff like that like you said you're getting a lot of a lot of heat in your case and that's probably because that that processor runs very hot uses a lot of power you know, you can either get a bigger case with more fans and stuff like that, or you can just upgrade in the future to uh, Intel. But for me personally, yeah, I'd just change the graphics card to an NVIDIA. Say, if you've got a low budget of like 100 quid, get just a 1050. If you've got a bit more, 1060, 1070, you know? Or go second hand. Yeah, buy, go second hand. Buy a 980 second hand or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, um... Uh, as to the chairs, it's quite funny because we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of feedback on the chairs, and quite a lot of people do the same as us. I've just got a solid wooden chair. Jansen's got an IKEA chair. Tom, what have you got? Uh, I've got one of my dining chairs at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have got a DX racer in my wish list that my missus has already paid her um, paid for. But I oh, really? I haven't got it. <laughs> you ain't got it yet. No. But yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, have come back with info of, of the same sort of chairs. Like they, I don't know, unless you've got the whole setup in the whole room, I find people do it all or nothing. It's either like, don't worry about the chair, or if you've got a room where you've got like TVs and stuff, like I've got a pretty like man cave here, yeah, with all the bits on the walls and cinemas and stuff behind me and aliens and pictures on the walls. 
you know that sort of environment normally people backlight their monitors and have a nice chair and all that don't they yeah it's a whole um, like room rig isn't yeah. it yeah the reason i haven't taken to the of mine yet is because i'm on a landing he hasn't got a room he's just in a doorway <laughs> it's, it's a, a cupboard that you can't even he's in like go an, inside he's in like an airing cupboard that you can't fit in and he's had to cut <laughs> the door frames off to get two monitors in there and he just sits with his chair outside the door and the <laughs> monitors are inside the door <laughs> From the outside looking in, it probably looks like he's just sitting there looking at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. If you look from the side, he's just sitting in the doorway. All depressed. <laughs> he showed me a picture. He's like, look, I've had to cut my wall out. Literally cut holes in the wall so his monitors go into the walls. Each side of the cupboard. But I think it's a common thing, isn't it? A lot of the time, you just grab whatever chairs in the house to sit at your desk with and I only think it's recently that people actually start to think about what chair they're going to use to go like with their setup because it's all colour coded and what have you yeah there's the thing is as well you don't actually think about like me I'm sitting on a, a solid 90 degree angle wooden chair and I've never even thought about my chair I just sit on it I don't think is it comfortable or anything I just sit on it and I actually probably spend like six hours on it sometimes I don't even think about it <laughs> yeah you know? But my chair is probably quite good for your back because it's solid, solid like degree yeah, angle. Yeah, it's upright, isn't it? You put yeah. well good posture afterwards. Hmm. But yeah, I, I reckon the best thing to do is just upgrade your graphics card with that build. Um, overclock your processor if you can. And uh, yeah, I, I think that, that'd be cool. Get um, some more fans. Yeah, different case maybe. Say, get a upgrade graphic card and the case and you'll be sorted. Hmm. Right, next one. We've got quite a lot of questions this week, haven't we, this month? Uh, the next one's from Chubshaw, and he regularly writes in. We love your questions. You always you always give us like some proper, in-depth, decent questions. So we all like to get stuck into your questions. And he says, "Hi Nick and the gang, great podcast as ever. You guys seem to be in tune with my thinking. I like the spectrum of opinions and ideas on each topic that you guys discuss. Well, thanks for that. That's, that's good. That's good, isn't it, boys? Yep. Yeah. And uh, he says, "Now my PC seat costs about thirty quid. So it's another one. She's got a normal seat like us. <laughs> 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 Listen to this." It is a passenger seat from a Citroen Picasa, bought from a scrapyard for £20, fitted to a piece of wood and bolted to a breeze block. The advantage of the car seat is that the amount of engineering that goes into making it, you can sit comfortably and, because obviously it's for a car, um, it's good for making long sessions, you know, for gaming. He says the only disadvantage is that you cannot adjust it up and down. You have to get the height right in your build. And then he goes on to say the proper seat also gives the flight sim and the racing sims a bit more realism. So my question of this month, what is the single piece of kit apart from VR do you guys have that helps with realism? Cheers, Trubshaw. And he says, PS, thanks for including the YouTube videos. Right, yeah, so first off, another person who's got his own seat, you know, finds it much more better and comfortable to put his car seat onto a breeze block so that when he's in the racing sims and that makes him feel like he's much more but it, it would do sitting in my seat yeah. i couldn't imagine sitting in a plane on a solid wooden chair <laughs> unless it's from the 1920s or something but this is what i was saying in the last podcast about these gaming chairs that they're bringing out now that look like racing seats but, but then yeah there's they're nothing not. gone into them it, it all it is is it's the look of it looks like a racing seat and that's why he's saying like a car seat it the engineering that goes into making a car seat comfortable yeah like it, there's so there's so much time and effort gone into that so he, he's made the right choice of buying a comfortable seat and customizing it to himself yeah and that's why the other guy's saying that noble making 
luxury PC chairs. Yeah, because like, they put all of that like dynamics into that seat, yeah. you know, and comfort and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, and, and then they thought, why waste it? Exactly, because like I was saying before, like you can get like Recaro and uh, Cobra seats made into um, like PC chairs. There's a company out there that does it, yeah. and it's it's really expensive because the seats aren't cheap, but it's so much better when you sit in them. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's it comes right, down to budget got, then. You've got well, two. You've got two bucket seats in your garage, haven't you? Yeah. That's one for me and one for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How I much just, you pay for them? Uh, I think they were seven hundred or seven fifty each, or the pair. Uh, for the pair. Oh man, it's a lot of money. So I'll give you a tenner for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the question he goes on to say is, uh, what part, what part of kit apart from VR do you guys have that helps with realism? For me, do you want me to go first or someone else to go first? Yeah, go on. Yeah, for me, the piece of kit that I actually makes the biggest noticeable difference to me, and I'm only running a 1080 screen, is having an IPS screen over a normal screen. The pixel like density and quality is that much better that when I show people my monitor and in game, they think it's a much higher resolution because it's so crystal clear. Now, you're you're the panel man, Jance. What do you make of that? Yeah, because with IPS, it increases uh, brightness and color so it will make your viewing more vivid and like yeah vivid colors are more immersive so yeah it makes sense yeah because do you know what now i've got this ips monitor i can't go back to a normal 1080 because it just doesn't look the quality looks totally different it looks blurry it doesn't look as crisp and the problem i've got now is i wanted to get a 4k monitor but because I'm so used to the IPS monitor, I want to wait for a 4K IPS monitor, and they're well expensive. Yeah. And so I don't really want to go to a normal monitor, so I'm stuck at 1080, or I might even go 1440, I don't know yet. But to be honest, 1080 is all right for me, I'm quite happy with it. What about you guys? Uh, well, for me, again, same thing, it's the screen. But for me, it's the size. Uh, I've, I've never had anything smaller than a 32-inch screen. And I sit about two foot away from him. I can't him believe well. he, he has a, like a massive TV. At the shows, we, we, we sometimes take his TV as a spare monitor to put the advertising on or whatever. But he sits in front of that all day, every day. Crazy, man. Like, he comes around, we have a LAN party. We're all sitting here with our, like, 27-inch monitors in our own little space. And then Jansen's got his own desk with this massive screen. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, as well, I've had this screen for a while. It's a Sony Bravia. And it's uh, 1080 and it's it's done me well like it it's a bit old bit dated now um but on monday i am actually upgrading my screen and i'm getting a samsung uh, 4k hdr 40 inch really yeah where did you get the money for that your missus could kick your off <laughs> did she know it's coming no <laughs> oh my god i've got to come to your house when the man delivers that and she answers door and goes tv must be next door we haven't ordered a tv well, he was yeah. the only one it in the competition. It's got, it's got Jansen written on it. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm hoping that I can take the old one out, put the new one in without a noticing. Oh, my God! <laughs> 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 the biggest boys, he's not joking either. He's not joking. I know him that well that he's not joking. Sneaky little snake boy. <laughs> so what are you doing with the old screen? I don't know, because uh, I'm not really going to need it anymore. Getting it out of the if, house as quick as possible. If you want to keep yeah. it, but you yeah. want it out of the way, like for the shows or something, you can always bring it to mine and put it on the stand there. I'll let you Leo use it, because <laughs> he's got a little crappy screen. 
Yeah, it could do. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, sort him out then. Yeah, and then it, yeah, we can use it at the shows. At yeah. the shows, yeah. I'll just keep it there, and when you need to take it, we'll take it. It'll yeah. still be yours if you want to. Yeah, want to sell it or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Leo will wet himself when he sees that, and he gets to play on the proper screen. But yeah, it's like with him as well. He's got a little what twenty-one inch screen that he's using. Who and... Leo? Yeah. It's an 18-inch HD screen, full HD, (laughs) and the the writing's so small, he he has to get up against the glass and look at it, and he's like, I can't, (laughs) and I'm there, you you lot have heard me when I'm on on the headphones, and like, he's trying to log in Steam, and I'm trying to type in the code to log him into Steam, and I can't see the writing, and I'm like, this bloody thing, I'm going to smash your screen soon. (laughs) He's like he can't even his icons. You can't even see the icons. They're just little circles, and you can't see anything on there. Why would they do a full 1080 screen at that small? Yeah, I know it's weird. It's just it's just pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I used to actually use it to have like my team speaking that on, but I couldn't use it because you couldn't read the writing. Yeah, but um, yeah. But so... again, it's like he'll get the immersion of having that screen like four times the size in front of him. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel like. When I play a game, when I turn the lights off and I've got a screen that size in front of me, it's like, because you're so close, you're not really seeing the edges. So you kind of yeah. have that immersive feeling. Have you ever been to the opticians? And I do eyes tested? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you really not? I no. tell you what, and I swear this is no joke. I'm not lying to you, yeah? I had a really bad car crash when I was younger and I damaged my eyes. I got uh, I chipped my skull on one eye and uh, where I hit the windscreen and that. And... You know what? I, I never thought nothing of it. And then uh, 10 years later, I started getting like a little bit of like, not like double vision. But it was weird because I could like, I can see, I've got perfect vision, but I can see double writing. So I look at, I look around, everything's fine. Look at a TV screen, double writing. So anyway, I went to the opticians. They didn't know what it was. They sent me to a special limited edition, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, a proper, like, a, a spe- yeah, that's the word. Limited edition one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they sent me there. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, you've damaged one of your eyeballs. The muscles all around one side are completely damaged. They don't work. They can't keep up with the other eye. And I'm like, really? So I'm cross-eyed. He's like, no, you're not cross-eyed, but um, <laughs> but you've got issues. Anyway, Lazy. I swear to you, yeah, yeah, I swear to you now. I put these glasses on, and I've still got perfect vision, but it's just when I look at a screen, I get double. I put these glasses on, and the difference is so big, it's like buying a new monitor. So, Jance, trust me, go to the opticians, even if you think your eyes are perfect, yeah? Yeah. Get them to test your eyes, and I swear to you, if they actually have a slight difference, you need glasses, put them on. It doesn't matter if you go from, like, 1080 to 4K, them glasses will be better, better quality upgrade. I bet if I put them on and I look at uh, 1080, it would look like 4K. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check your glasses out, man, because that, that does make a massive difference. <laughs> and uh, now I can't look at the screen without wearing glasses. I don't wear them in a day, but just at the screen. And uh, yeah, anybody else? Tom, Mark, any, what immerses for you me, to? For me, <clears throat> for me, what immerses me the most thinks my gaming mouse. Your gaming mouse? Yeah, all the all the all the different functions I can program onto it, and it just it really immerses me into games when I sort of, you know, link things up to it, and then I'm I'm spinning in, and I'm doing throwing grenades, and I'm changing weapons with different. I've buttons just got this, I've got an image of like a mouse looking like a hand grenade in front of him, with all little buttons all over <laughs> it. Like you know what a mouse looks like. You can program. Yeah, I can't use your mouse. 
It's annoying because you can get left-handed ones of them, Mouse. You can, but I just, I just love... It really gets me involved in the games when I've... Uh, I mean, I used to play World of Warcraft many years ago, and I used to have, have like, about 17 macros on my mouse. Yeah, different do you, things. Do you do all the weight and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, I've got weights in the back of it. I've got, I've got three in there at the minute, but it comes with, like, five. Yeah. I was just you do notice a difference. You take a weight out, and it just changes everything. You're moving it faster. And... What mouse yeah. is it? Uh, it's a Rat 9. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, they, they are good. For me, they're just too much. My mouse I've got is a Rocket Cat mouse. And the reason why I got it is because it's left and right handed. Because I didn't realise before I was playing games, I didn't, I absolutely swear I didn't realise there were two buttons on the left hand side of the mouse. Because <laughs> my thumb's on the right hand side of the mouse. <laughs> so every time I was using it, I had my hand over the buttons. And I was like, oh, there's two buttons there. Not that I can ever use them because I don't put my fingers there. Why don't you get yourself a Nintendo Power Glove? Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Power glove. <laughs> then it doesn't matter what hand you use. <laughs> well, my thumb's got to fit in it somewhere, innit? Yeah, you put it on upside down. Well, yeah, what about you, uh, Mark? What mercies you the most? Uh, sound, I think. I've, another upgrade I did, I didn't mention earlier, was I got myself some gaming um, headphones. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's all stereo. I I did try 5.1 and 7.1, but it's all kind of like yeah. upscaled. But yeah, the difference in sound just from blowing out from the um, monitor speakers with games like um, Alien Isolation, um, high suspense games, it just gives you yeah, that it, little bit of sense of... It does that though, doesn't it? When you're playing mm. the... Because uh, to be honest with you, I've always got headphones on now. Whether there's anyone in my house or not, I would always just have headphones on I have the sound in my headphones. And... Yeah. Like, it is to be immersed because I find if you're playing it out of a monitor, you feel like you're in your bedroom and you're just watching a screen yeah. playing a game. When you're, so, I've got 7.1 on, and when I put these on, if I'm playing a game like uh, a fighting game or like Ballistic Overkill or something like that, I can hear the grenades going off where they are in the battlefield mm. in my headphones. So, it's like I can tell it's far away or it's near or it's close, or I can tell if someone's walking behind me and I keep turning around. You know, it really does make a difference. You can always hear when one lands behind you, can't you? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, run! Don't even need to turn around. <laughs> yeah, you hear them bullets hitting you in the back. It all depends on the type of headphones you've got as well, because I've got my gaming headphones, which are like from a Sony PlayStation, and they're meant to have like the 5.1 built in, and you get that kind of surround sound feeling but the actual sound quality is crap. So it kind of like yeah. outweighs it. So I if... think your whole headphones are crap. Because if you've been listening, everyone, if you're hearing through the podcast, beep, beep, <laughs> that's Jansen's crappy headphones. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like these, I think it's because they're PlayStation ones. When you've got them hooked up to PlayStation, they seem to work a bit better. But hooked up to my PC, like, the sound quality is pretty crap. But if... Like I have to have these because they've got the microphone so we can do the podcast and when we're playing together. But if I'm playing on my own, I'll put on my studio headphones. But then the the whole sound thing is different because they're built for sound quality. So you don't get the surround sound at all. You just hear every single little sound. Yeah. But it's, it all sounds like it's right on top of your ears. It doesn't sound like anything's around you. That's what I've got. I've got some Sennheisers and they're renowned for like giving crystal clear sound mm. but they're not surround sound i can hear like a pin drop from the other side of the map but i can't really locate 
where it is, from. where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just hear it. See, yeah. I, I do like having like my speakers on because I've got two monitor speakers on my desk as well, and they're 250 watts each. And if I'm in the house on my own, I can crank those up. He's a nutter, isn't he? He's a nutter. <laughs> he's got a TV that's 50,000 inches big in his face and the headphones. He's got a speaker on each ear. He's going to be deaf and blind by next year. <laughs> so that answers your question. Fully immerse yourself, get a massive screen and teletape a speaker to each ear. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the only thing with speakers is everyone else hears it. So you've kind of got that thing of like, if I'm in the house on my own, I can crank it up. But if someone else is in the house, they'll be banging on the door saying, I can't hear the TV. Or if you're playing at night, you can't have them on. But like, yeah, when I've got the house to myself and I'm playing something like Battlefield and I put those on, the gunfire and everything, it sounds like because they're monitor speakers as well, they're so crystal clear. And like, because like they're individually powered as well, the amount of bass that you can get out from as well it's crazy well you came around that time when i put that drum and bass on yeah and that like yeah it's for two like desktop speakers it was shaking the whole room yeah so but the thing is that's like me i've got like um 7.1 two of them sitting here uh i've got two whole audio surrounds like cinemas things here yeah they're both a cost a thousand pound each they're i think one's 1200 what one's 1000 what they've both got subs and all that with them now, you've heard my stereo playing in my house, you boys, haven't you? It thumps. Mm. It's like being in a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't ever think of putting them on to play a computer game because I'd just be like, it's just way too loud and bassy. It just doesn't seem right. Not only is it going to immerse me, it's just going to bury me with sound. <laughs> I just won't be able to take it. But with <laughs> have, have you played it with it or anything like that, though? Because it really does draw you into the game. I've, mm. I've only ever played with headphones mainly, and then I tried it once or twice with surround sound speakers on up loud and you actually yeah. do feel really into the game yeah mm. but i can never do it because i can only have a game at night you can't fit your speakers in the cupboard <laughs> yeah <I'm not> <laughs> you could yeah. be really immersed you could go oh, in no. the cupboard and squash yourself in and shut the door behind <laughs> no, you close the doors yeah <laughs> they, they echo out of the cupboard as well so, so trump sure for, you for your answer is for for insane he's uh immersing is uh shutting the door behind him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah then i can really get into my video games it's crossed up against the screen but oh, the other man. thing as well is like playing uh games on the pc i am at my desk uh, but if like before when i was playing uh console i was in the front room and because i've got a whole cinema set up that was a whole different experience because then you've got like the 60 inch screen and then you've got 5.1 surround sound, but 5.1 because you've actually got five speakers and a sub. And yeah. like that's completely different to then me sitting here at a PC with my headphones yeah. or just two speakers in front of me. Yeah, that's like when I used to come round though, all the boys, when we was all younger and all the boys lived in one house and everybody used to go around there and we'd all have like a few beers and then we'd go out clubbing and that, it would be a projector on a massive white wall, massive great sofa, proper lads pad, all yeah. sitting there, beer, all drinking, and music blaring, someone on the decks and that, and, like, do you know what I mean? You, that's that's the difference. You're playing yeah. it as, like, a, a group of people, but on a PC, I think it's more personal. You want to have, like me, I like to have my sound low. I have it really low, but so I can hear it. I can hear people talk over my headphones, but it's there, and it's the quality of the headphone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's, 
kind of swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It's all kind of personal preference because like you said, yeah, when you used to come around my house and we had the projector on, there's a bunch of you there and it, there's like six of us sitting all round, like playing yeah. split screen Call of Duty and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's but a bit then, different, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, when you're on your own and you're sitting at your desk, you, you kind of need a different experience, don't you? Well, they call it a PC though, it's a personal computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I think that, that that takes us to the end of the questions. Thanks for that, Trubshaw, and thanks for everybody that sent your questions in. Like I said, the questions give us a lot to talk about, so we really appreciate the questions. And it's good to get a little bit back from the community of what you like, what you're getting interested in, what you like, and what you don't like. You know, the chair situation that's just took off. Everybody's talking about their chairs and stuff, <laughs> which is quite funny because my chair's crap. But yeah, thanks for that. If anyone's got any questions they'd like to send in, just send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com or you can go to extremepcuk on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, one thing I never ever say on here, I also have a website called extremepcuk.co.uk. I actually, me and Jansen, have designed a load of new computers on there. And uh, so basically, if you want to build a build and you want an idea of what to go for, I've got prices, I've got parts, we've got pictures and images. There's a few builds on there of builds that you could say, like, I like that one, but I want to change this. Check that out um, on our website. And I think that takes us on to the reviews now. We've had uh, one review since Christmas. And uh, basically, uh, the title is Pretty Decent, five stars in iTunes. And that's by Cyclone Tower from New Zealand. And that was on January the 3rd. So uh, I'll read this out. And he says, hello all, <laughs> hello all, ha 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 ha. Just wanted to say that I really enjoy this podcast. I listen to it whenever I can at work. I myself have a build ready and uh, I'm going to purchase it in February. I'm looking at getting an i7-6700K, NZXT Kraken, time 62, Asus Z170 Programming, Aura ATX1151 uh, motherboard, Corsair Vengeance LED 32 gigabytes of RAM, which if it's just for gaming, you don't really need that much. You only need 16 but yeah, if you can get 32, go for it. That'd be DDR4 running at 3,200 megahertz. Samsung Pro 950, 256 gigabyte uh, SSD. Another SSD, which is 750. He's got a GTX 1080. And he's got lo listed loads of stuff. Uh, Corsair Crystal 460 RGB ATX MIDI tower case. EVGA Supernova 650 gold certificate power supply. Any advice on this build, we much appreciated. Keep up the great work, and also, and that's from uh, New Zealand, Australia. So, basically, on that build, I think that's a pretty good build, isn't it? The Kraken's the one you've just got, isn't it, James? Yeah, but I was going to say, his build is almost exactly the same as mine. Same processor, same yeah. water cooler, same motherboard. He's, he's gone for the Corsair Vengeance, and I've gone for the Corsair uh, Dominator. But yeah. both, we've gone for 32 gig of DDR4. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got the Samsung Pro 950, but I've got the Samsung Pro 950 M.2, but yeah. the 256 gig. So I, he might have that as well. Um, um, no, because his one's a Crucial MX300 750, I think. Yeah, he's no, that's for, his, yeah, that's for his second. Yeah. Second SSD. So yeah, maybe he's gone for the M.2, a Samsung Pro one, but yeah, that's what I've gone for. Yeah. Um, but he's gone for a 1080. I went for 1070. Yeah. So it, his build is like pretty good. Very, very similar to mine. Yeah. See, the thing, only thing that for me that pops out there is um, if you wanted to save some cash, you wouldn't. If you're just playing games, you don't really need 32 gigs of RAM. But like I said to you, yours came in a package. 
yeah. to get the whole thing, you had to get 32. So, but other than that, yeah, if you can afford it as well, yeah, now great build, man. That's, we'd like to see some pictures of it. Send some pictures into ExtremePCUK at gmail.com once you've uh, built it, and we'll put them up, whatever. But yeah, that's nice of another iTunes re review there. We love them. Get us up the ratings and stuff. Right, I think that brings us pretty much to the end of the podcast. It's been quite a busy podcast, ain't it, with all these questions and that. I'm really loving it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's send, send some more questions in, you know, and uh, they could be about anything, gaming, whatever, like about us, personal things, whatever, whatever you want to talk about or whatever games. We also can, if you like, want us to play a game or sign out, you can let us know and we can play it and then we'll have a chat about that game. You know, we're open, we're open for anything. Any ideas you've got, send them in and we're all up for having a little go, really. Right. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I'd like to say thanks for everybody. Thanks for you boys for being on here. Hope you all had your Christmas was good and everything. And I hope everybody out there had a good Christmas. And I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. I will see you all later. Hey, see you next month. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>